<laughs> Welcome back to my podcast, Leave It on the Dance Floor. And today, I have none other than Satan in the hot chair. That's right. Brian Stinson, executive producer of Dance Moms, Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition, mm -hmm. and Abby's Studio Rescue is here with us today to have a little chat, but we're not letting him off the hook. No way. Hi, Brian. Hi, Abby. Oh, yeah. Satan. I don't think that's fair. I don't know. If Satan. That's fair. Is that? It's, should it's, I? Is that a term comedy of affection? Gold. Oh, comedy gold. It's comedy gold. Got it. Got when it. When I when I tell the story of how the show started, because people always want to know my version of how the TV show started. And uh, I start and I explain this gentleman named Brian Stinson, who mm -hmm. I will refer to as Satan for the rest of the talk today. And oh, the kids laugh. And then when I roll back around to your name and I say Satan again, then right. and I give a little Satan and they, oh, they love it. Do you remember how that started though? Do you remember the first time you ever called me Satan or why no. you called me Satan? No. All I know I, is that I went to four party stores yesterday and could not find any devil ears. <laughs> and in my house, I probably have at least three pair laying right in my area where I film. They're laying right there. I can see them yeah, and I can't yeah. get to them. But don't worry, we'll throw a filter on. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll throw try some, not we'll to move your head around on. too much. No. Okay, go ahead. I, I, kind of, I was thinking about that the other day because you love to say that. But um, I honestly think it was during season two. Was it season two that Maddie forgot her solo? Mm -hmm. uh ran off stage and frozen I don't know came was, backstage yeah. and you were having a, that was a, the whole, a bit of a meltdown that was the whole the jib it was got too York. close the the jib was swinging around the kids faces and yeah because i went back and looked at and you could see he was close to a lot of kids not just her yeah oh okay and there it was too close swinging into a lot of kids and yeah. two other kids forgot their dances and ran off the stage within the hour before her it was very weird. You mean from other teams? Yes. Oh. Yes. Other kids that were randomly yeah. at the convention or at the competition. But uh, that was the Joffrey week. Yeah. As well. Correct. That same week. And Correct. it was a little nuts. Yes. Yeah. You were you were very upset, which I understand. Maddie yeah. was super upset. And I feel like that was the point you looked at me and, and screamed Satan. Okay. And I think it stuck. In front of people? In the, no, it was in the green room. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, okay. but what was interesting was the way that the edit came out was that it was after, like they put it after Kathy came in. So it looked like you were saying, you are Satan at Kathy. Oh. So I'm expecting that that was a little flubbed. But yes, so and that's I, how it I think also, <laughs> which we'll have to go over this in a timeline, but when I threw the chair at you, the chair went, this way in your direction because you were probably headed out the door or coming in the door or something in studio a in pittsburgh pennsylvania at the abby yeah. lee dance company and the child was over here behind me the chair did not go anywhere near the I kid was, yes that, i was, was i was standing to your right you you threw it in my direction yes. you did you did yes. so the, i'll so admit chair, that so the chair was thrown at you I, no, I don't. It, she it wasn't, wasn't really throwing thrown. it at me on purpose. She was no, frustrated. Just, she and, looked up, and there wasn't stoppers. So the frustration and she was you. Threw the chair. No, it wasn't to me. No, oh, I okay. didn't throw it at anybody. Yeah. I just like threw the chair. Like, like yeah. get, it get it the hell out of here. I'm done with the chair. Yeah, just because yeah. I feel like everybody just thinks, oh, I'm gonna throw this at this child. No, I hate this child. never. And that's never, just never, not never, what never, it was. Never, the never, child never, wasn't never. the one that didn't have the stoppers on the chair. No. No. So how... And I think that there was a, a bar and alcohol 
the night before instead of getting the stoppers on the chair. That was the whole. That's why I was also angry. You, would you know, you want to do this for your child. I could have had it done. My my guy, my Mr. Mm -hmm. Fix-It guy could have put the the stoppers on the chair, no problem. I was giving it as a job for the mother to go do because, you know, at the TV show, they always wanted the mothers involved, making the costumes, doing the hair, doing the makeup, which they sucked at all of it. So, yeah. Okay. I, I always believe everything, but I remember the moment thinking, oh, my gosh, is she serious? Like, I, I feel like it was a big... It was a big reaction. I, it was a big overreaction from what I thought at the time. But I believe everything. I believe everything that everyone's feeling. Mm -hmm. So I honestly, I never know. And then in the moment, it, I guess you were really upset. I, I was, I was so angry at this mother that didn't want the best for her child. And we all knew Paige. I loved Paige. I had known her since she was born. She was in a, you know, little baby carrier coming into the studio with her older mm -hmm. sister, Brooke. And she struggled learning a new routine every week. She absolutely did. So for her to get a solo, have to learn it, and then not have the prop that she was using be correct and be ready to go was detrimental to her. But I don't think it was Paige's fault. And It wasn't her know, fault. And, it wasn't her fault. And also, it was her mother's fault. That's why I was looking up. <laughs> and Kelly was pretty mad, too, at you yeah. for your reaction, yeah. to be fair, so, obviously. But you need to get the stoppers on the chair so it's safe. It's a safety issue for the kid. Right. I can't have her jump off the chair, do an acrobatic trick off of it, and slip and fall, and then whose fault is it? Mine. Right. You know, I don't think I've ever thought about it before. I didn't even realize that was a safety issue. I didn't even think about that. I thought it was just so it wouldn't move Oh gosh, no! Well, that's why it's she so... was having the stoppers on the chair. Yeah, yeah so she, it's rubber, it so it sticks on the stage. Yeah, it, it was, was an assignment the day before, which you gave out a lot of assignments, right? We always retract that. You gave out an assignment. Yeah. You know, did the moms do their assignment or not? Right. Yes. Yeah. So it that was a huge issue, which led to a financial burden on everyone, and time, and energy, and just you know. So how did the two of you meet? Well, let's start about how the show started because yeah. people ask me that yeah um brian satan they ask me that all the time that's the first question yeah. how did you get a tv show you want the real story so well no because i like to stick with my story however <laughs> what I, my questions are more specific yeah so how did you first meet john carella who also gets an ep credit look i give a lot of credit to john you know and he's a co-creator you know there's two Dance Moms creator, and he's one of them. And, um, and the other one is? Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Okay. So, well, of course, you were the, you know, the reason it was a huge success, obviously, uh, well, you know, well, and it was well, lightning. We need in the that on paper. It's useless just saying hey, it on a podcast. I have okay. said it. I have posted it. I have said that you, in my opinion, well, are the greatest reality character of all time. Oh, I have thank said you, that. thank you, thank have you. Have I not said you. that? We need that on a t-shirt. Okay, yes. No, I have so, said that. So tell me well, about meeting, meeting. I think a lot of people don't know that I have a background of working with kids. I, I spent 12 years, you know, working birthday for Nickelodeon. <laughs> Didn't you do a birthday party show? Yes, you did. Yes, birthday you did. party show. Didn't you do an over-the-top birthday party show? No. Oh, I cast, I cast a, a birthday party show. Yes. Okay. But I'm talking so, about professionally, my first 12 years of just having a job was hosting game shows. For Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. So you're working so Nickelodeon. One of my first jobs at 21 for 12 years, I traveled the world, you know, hosting live game shows and smashing pies and dumbing slime in kids' heads, you yeah. know, which is a not Disney, Nickelodeon. <laughs> Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. And from there, I fell into casting 
I got a job on a late night game show and uh, as um, in the post department. And then someone got fired in the casting department and they asked me if I wanted a job. And within a year, I was heading casting departments. And that lasted for about 10 years, probably about seven years to go back. One of my first jobs um, heading a casting department was casting this little cult hit on Bravo. And it was called Showbiz Moms and Dads. So oh, when that I, was I remember an awesome cast. So when that um, show came out, people would literally look at the credits and see who cast it. And from there, I started getting a lot of a lot of work as a casting director, which was great for, for my career. So I, cut to like seven years later, um, I was introduced to John Carella by Stacey Kidder, who worked for me on an NBC show. Um, now, called, is, and this is Stacey, who is John's best friend. Correct. And she was working on The Bachelor she was working, and The Bachelorette? She was working for me on a show called Three Wishes for NBC. Hosted okay. by Amy Grant, basically. Okay. Oh, okay. And, I, and it's I, like a. I think she kind of knew my connection with like um, sort of the stage moms and that that whole world, which I've always been obsessed with talented kids and stage moms. So just and at that have. time, there was still toddlers and tiaras, like all of yeah. those shows before. Technically, yeah. like the Dance Moms franchise hit because it was on TLC and like other networks too, right? Right. Yeah, there was, was stuff before. happening because that's yeah. the story that I. Stacy, the best friend, the best friend, that he took it to her and she's like, I'm not interested. I don't like kids. But I know this guy that yeah. does a lot of work with children's stuff in the past and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Let me introduce you to him and let's see what's going to happen. So that story is correct. It is correct. And so okay. I met John and he literally handed me a VHS tape of little kids dancing at dance competitions. I took it. He said, you need to watch this and sort of I think you should look into this world. You know, that was it. I watched it. Thought it was super compelling and interesting. I put it on my desk at work and it sat there for about two and a half, three years. And every once in a while, I would look at it and just go, how do you do an entire show about kids dancing for an hour? Like, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be a hard sell, you know? And occasionally we would get together and talk about the show and uh, the competitions. And then, you know, he would tell me a little bit about the world and obviously a light went off. It's like, look, oh, it's not just about little kids dancing, right? It's about their mothers. So um, there got to be a point that I decided to, um, I became very passionate about this project and decided to uh, sit home and just cast the show from my house. And I asked John, I said, just send me leads. Send me leads to Dance Moms. Because that was my original idea. I never thought about the dance teacher. I didn't. I right. said, just oh, send no, me that. send me leads of Dance Moms across the country and I'll cast this show. John Carella was... A professional dancer, a professional yeah. working dancer. Yeah. He did the Grammys, the Emmys, the Oscars, everything, right? Toured yeah. around the world. He created this show. Like, yeah. he saw my little kids dancing in Vegas. He was working with some kids dealing with their mothers. He and I kind of bumped into each other again in Las Vegas at a dance competition. And then he just started firing questions at me. Yeah. He took this to his friend who was a casting director. And she was like, no. I don't want anything to do with kids. I hate kids, whatever. But I know this guy named Brian Stinson, Satan, for those of you that know, out there. And he does a lot of things with kids. He does all this casting stuff, looking for kids and famous kids and their yeah. parents and blah, blah, blah. Why don't you meet him? And then you met. Yeah. So you two have the title of Dance Moms Creators. Yeah, co-creators. Dance Moms Creators, yeah, co-creators so of the show. Over 500 You're just the numbers. reason it was Nothing. successful. Yes. Okay. Well, we, we can, can stick. That. We can stick with All that. Right. So, yeah. 
So you had to create we, a, like a format. Yeah. People, you don't just turn on cameras. Well, that's Big Brother. You turn on cameras and you put them in a house and you let people go at it. It's not like that at a dance studio. There had to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. There had to be that pyramid that you came up with. Yeah, we, so talk about that. Yeah, we we cast the show together. Um, we worked on a format. Um, we knew that every single week that we were going to go to a different dance competition. <laughs> we were going to do something that no one had ever done before. We, we were going to show kids dancing new numbers every single week, even though we knew that most kids rehearse a number for six months and perform it at every single dance competition. Yes. Um, so, you know, we spent a lot of time really talking about the stories and the format and what would, what was going to happen each act of every Dance Moms episode. Right. So we came up with all the creative together and, uh, you know, I give him a lot of credit and grateful for meeting him. I wish he would have shown up a few times, maybe. I think he came to Abby's Ultimate that one season and then he couldn't take it anymore with the air conditioning and everything. Yeah, I don't know. But what people I, don't realize yeah. is that like a reality show like literally is like a template when you're when you're editing. Well, you need week. a template. You to, need a template yeah. for it to be to, consistent. So you were the one. Is, you, you really have to figure out what happens every act. And, you know, yeah. Most, yeah, John most had shows. never created a television show. He was a dancer. So, right. so you were the one that basically put the puzzle pieces together Correct. of the flow of the show. Correct. And then how... I really relied, honestly, I really relied on John to help me sort of figure out, you know, what makes a dance mom tick. Jealousy. It's an ugly, ugly, ugly disease, and it makes people tick. You know, I did a watch back of the very first episode and for YouTube, and they want me to talk about the first episode. I spoke for 45 minutes, about eight minutes of the show. The first eight minutes of season one that aired, Melissa says, Abby's going to make my kid a star. Mm -hmm. Kid, not kids. Oh. <laughs> well, Christy yeah. says, Christy said, Maddie's going to win. And Kelly's eyes go when they learn they have to do a new number every week. Mm. Right there was the next six seasons yeah. of Dance Moms. Yeah. Right there in the first eight minutes of the show. You had it right there. No one thought we could do it, including you. You're like, no, we can't do that. But you did. You did it. And yeah. did it well. It wasn't easy. It was not easy. <laughs> it wasn't but that's, easy. You know, race against the clock is what really, you know, mm -hmm. made the show it is. different. Yeah. And... and there was only one competition, one I walked out of, because it, it was just deplorable. The behavior on stage of the MC and not knowing what he was doing and yeah. different numbers and different order and different names and the way he was announcing it. I'm like, this thing is a joke. Not necessarily that it was fixed. Yeah. It was just a joke and I don't want to be a part of this. And I walked and all the mothers walked with me. Yeah. Then there was another moment that I just want to say we won the Kids' Choice Awards. Not a children's network, not a kid's <laughs> show. Won the Kids' Choice Award. Okay, so the another next, good thing. That, that was another. That was a wonderful yeah. thing. Oh, right. The next yeah. day. That's my favorite. Yeah, because you used to work for Nickelodeon. It was a big yeah. deal. So the next day, I did not show up at the competition. I refused, and it wasn't like I was out all night partying. I wasn't. Uh, it was a competition, and I knew that it was manipulated. I knew the woman would do anything to get her child on the team. She was trying to get her kid on our team, and then on Kathy's team. And it was blatant, 
disregard for any honesty whatsoever. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I do agree that the competition was a mess, but we also have to remember that they're on TV too. So they're like super nervous, mm. you know, well, and higher things, MC. things get, you know, messed up and screwed up, I'm sure. But I, people always ask, the competition's they rigged. Fixed? They are n- no. 100%. I have never gone to a competition director. I have never been to a judge. I have never no, but rigged when a you stepped my out life. of the showrunner position, did and I would see him backstage in the wings like this at the person reading well, the I awards. I hope that's not the case because, you know, we would lose all credibility. You know, that would be, I would never risk that. Well, that's the one you know, I walked I out of and that, that was the one I didn't show up for. It was a joke. But you know, you won a lot. Yeah. So you, you, hear, you heard it here. You have the star. You have the one who was in charge of making everything happen. Those competitions were real people. They were. And that's just it. They were. That's yeah. just it. So I started making phone calls. This is prior to Zoom, right? Yeah, I'm so, just trying to think, when did it, how, in the timeline of this work with you and what you were doing here in Los Angeles, yeah. he was calling me not once a day, not twice a day, like three times a day, asking me very specific questions that I thought he should already know the answers to. Maybe. Uh, yeah. well, well, who picks the music? Well, I, well, then what about the costumes? Well, does anybody get to do a solo? Well, like constant, like every day, two, three times a day, he was asking me questions. I wonder if that could be a little bit later on in the de- sort of the development process. Probably. Probably. Because it seems was... like you were asking him. Maybe. He didn't know. So he's Maybe. trying to come up with the answers. I'm like, John, you grew up in this world. You were, And he goes, yeah. I know. I wore a black shirt and a, or black pants and a shirt. And I just went out and danced. I don't remember all this drama yeah. being the boy in the group. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I thought, you know, I thought it would be like six moms, you know, yeah. in six different states with their kids. I know and that they was the original traveling idea. Traveling to different dance competitions and, and then their they maybe meet up the, at the end. And then they right. would meet at nationals, right. possibly. So I had a spreadsheet and I would talk to these moms and I would sort of give them grades, how I liked them. And then at the end of like, I think it was about a month and a half of doing that. Um, by the way, I went after the single ladies. Remember them? I, I do. I remember them. Yeah, initially. Yeah, because you know. they, they would be stars now. I think they... With millions of dollars in the bank, and they're not. I think there was too okay. much drama going on within the group at that point. It had made national news. There were picketers outside their studio. The police mm-hmm. had to be called. Mm-hmm. The police were there, and their mothers wanted nothing more to do yeah. with anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I think, and I remember I think they that. were sort of breaking up at the, at the mm-hmm. point. So, um, But looking at my spreadsheet, I had spoken to Christy and Kelly and Melissa and um and how did you get their information uh they emailed the information I talked to them on the phone because it was on my website I didn't I don't know about that it was on my website probably that's how they would have known about it like yeah I know that Kathy says that that's prior to casting this is prior to uh, any of the casting at your studio um but once I saw I was like these are you know I really like these moms I really like the pictures of these kids um, and had sent, they had sent me some video of the kids dancing. The and pictures of the kids came from me. Maybe. No, okay. they did. Oh, copy, copy. Um, so that's when I called John and I said, I think we can do a whole, you know, show at this one studio in Pittsburgh. These women are great. These kids look amazing. Uh, I said, what's the dance teacher like? <laughs> she's, he said, she's, you know, and I was like, amazing. Really? Yes. So that is amazing. 
See, and he goes, I, he said, I don't know any of this story. He said, he goes, he said, she's not going to be on camera. She would never be on TV. <laughs> she did say that. He said, she's okay. never going to do it. I said, really? I said, give me your phone number. And I think I called you and I think you were driving. <laughs> like, hello. So I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get my number? Yeah. So you, so I, so hung I said, up. look, we're developing this project. Would you be interested? And you were like, yeah, you know, and it was great. And that's how it all started. Little it's did crazy. I know. It Little did you know. And you, know, and, um, and you guys had a flip camera. And um, I would ask questions. And, you know, Christy would go around with a flip camera and ask the questions that I asked her to ask you guys. She interviewed you. She interviewed moms. Um, See, that I remember later. Because she always tries to take credit for that. Oh. that. That I remember that later on. I was sitting in the den working on interview skills with the kids. Yeah. And her saying... This guy needs me to get you on camera. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like, get, get out of my face. Like, what are you doing? And then she did a couple of things from you and I answered yeah. them and that was it. Yeah. We didn't but have I a was lot. not on the show. We didn't have a lot. We, but we had we had a very short interview she did but with tell you. The, very, tell the world, though. Very, very short. I was no, not on head, the show. No. In my head, I thought it was Dance Moms and I was more interested in the moms. But we did see that tiny bit of an interview. And if you remember, I never interviewed you. No. And I did that on purpose. Because when I saw you, like we, it was all planned out. we had some, no, because we saw some footage of you teaching in the studio and you were like so good and it was so compelling. And the way you talked to the kids and how you hovered over them, you know, it's like something we hadn't seen before. And I was like, I don't even think we need to put her in an interview. Like she just is so good in reality. And this wasn't we like yelling. This was just talking yeah, and just, just sort like of talking. her craft. Yeah. yeah, right. Um. So I literally took the flip cam footage that I had gotten for over a period of three to four weeks edited that it was about a three and a half four minute reel from the flip camera footage i had never met any of you guys right right and it sold from that the show sold from that would that footage. be the sizzle no so yes it was a the so first sizzle we don't want to dwell on it but yeah you you and john from my story uh you and my memory of hearing this went yeah. door to door for looking for a production company and you went into, I don't yeah. really want to say the name. We went into the this particular production company and they gave you like three grand or whatever to shoot a sizzle. So, um, no, that's not quite true. But once the sh um, show sold, we did, we signed with this production company. We literally on pictures um, that we had from you and the girls and the moms and I, their story. I got an urgent phone call to overnight 12 program yes, books yes. to so some I, meeting yes. or whatever. So we had your program book. Um, Which are impressive. Production, you can make yes. anybody look good in a picture. Yes. They're amazing pictures. Yes. You know, can't look away from these pictures and this book. Um, and so that was used to help sell the show along with this little three and a half minute sizzle just from the flip camera footage. There you have so it. Then, I helped sell the show. There but, you have it. No, but then, um, so it sold. But then, um, then they gave me a little money to go meet you. And that's when we had to shoot a bigger presentation. And we did the interviews. So we did the interviews. We we went to a competition. You had Maddie compete a uh, tap solo. And I did John Michael danced, I believe. I think he did. Um, now, tell the world. Yeah. In those interviews, <laughs> nobody danced. They sat in a chair next to their moms. They were put on camera. The day. They were cute. They were correct. beautiful children. That's correct. Yes. But I did see a lot of tape of the kids dancing. Right. And I did see them in your class. Right. That we shot when we shot the presentation. Right. Did they do a five, six, seven, eight combo? No. On the spot. But I, 
on the no. spot? No, but we no. did. We did see dancing numbers, and we saw dancing. And we so saw they all. sometimes they numbers need to took audition. from September to January yeah. to create, and yeah. then you saw them in February or whatever, yeah. whatever. Some yeah. of those numbers and some of those children take a long time to get a dance that you saw on tape. That's I just yeah. want to put that out there. Yeah, there was absolutely. no five, six, seven, eight until season two when Kendall came in. Yeah. Right. Right. And people flew overnight on one day's notice from Australia to get there. <laughs> right. Um, but I, you know, I just go back and, and thinking about, you know, the lightning in a bottle. It's like we just knew and everybody knew the second they saw the first presentation. And not only was it Abby, not only was it, you know, the moms, but it was like the kids. They all, you know, I've said this a million times, but they all had these perfect faces, these perfect little faces. Mm -hmm. And out of this tiny studio, you know, wasn't that tiny? Wasn't that tiny? Right in Pittsburgh, you know, a lot of taxes. comes these all these stars were but born. It wasn't like this L.A. or this New York situation. It was Pittsburgh, like you right. said, like not this. You okay. know. Okay, but let me say something else. Yeah, we were also there because we heard there was a lot of craziness. Okay, Absolutely. so there was a lot of drama there, and we knew about it, and we were hearing about it. There's a lot of drama in a lot of and, studios. And, and a lot of studios. Did you hear so, that from Christy, or did you hear that from just around? A little I know bit, that... of, yes, from okay. the moms and. You know. Okay, so you know when I, you talk to one mom and they mention this, this, and this name, then you yeah. talk to the next mom and they yeah. mention this, this, yeah. and this name. Then you talk to the third mom who they're all mentioning and it's oh, sweet and nice. It's like, ooh, there's weird here. And I think you told me that. I mean, I know with the economy, you'd lost some students right at the time, but I think also you said because of a lot of the drama from some of the moms, you had lost some students. Yes. So I mean, that's serious drama. A lot was going on. And when you're losing there's a customers. lot of story there. Yeah. And when you when you sit the moms down and you hear their stories and you hear about the history with the cast and the history with you, I mean that that is the gold in the show too. Really is. When you throw a bunch of people into a TV show that don't know each other, it's not that compelling. And people can smell that it's fake. And so I think right off the bat, from day one, um, you have instant story mm. and great story. Real story. Real story. Yes. Not manufactured. Not manufactured. And so I, you know, there's a lot, a million reasons why the show was such a huge success. And, but that's a big one, right? It's a big one. So when you first showed up in Pittsburgh, I think my recollection, you had 30 people to interview. Mm -hmm. 27 were from my studio. Two were friends of mine who had little boys that I thought should have moved to LA and put their boys in show business. I thought they yeah. were hilarious. And then the 30th one was Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember her calling me saying, are you really doing a TV show? And me, and I'm saying, well, they're using my studio to do a TV show. I don't, I'm not, I don't have anything to do with it. And her saying, well, I'm coming down. And I thought, oh, well, who are you bringing? Because I thought it was one of her students and their mothers, not her. Oh. And she said, well, I, I'm coming with Vivian. And I went, and she was the first person you cast. I mean, I don't know if you can say that, but to, you know, I mean, she, it, was, it was the best interview that I've ever done or seen in my career. I mean, it was, it, I mean, you could imagine it was gold. <laughs> and I think we were, you know, we were all interested in that story of, of someone who wants to come to your studio that's new, you and know? It also owns their own studio. Which that is, is a dance teacher. And just her which persona, is, her persona, her hair, her outfits, her her just demeanor but, and everything was just. But still, Abby, it was real. 
Like yeah. she wanted to come to you. She was giving. Well, she did come to me with older kids you, and other kids. Right. So that, but she really wanted yeah, they were to colleagues. thrive and yeah. Abby to have her. I mean, that mm-hmm. was not put on. That was not just for the TV show. That was real. Oh. And then she was, you know, obviously we knew it was going to be difficult for her to travel that far yeah, all the time. Right. And she didn't want to stay in a, you know, Kathy's a little difficult. I don't know if you know. Um, someone asked we me the other Kathy. day who's, you know, the love most you, difficult. Kathy. Yeah, we do love Kathy, but, you know, <laughs> Kathy scared me way more than Abby ever oh. scared me, you know. Because she didn't want to travel. She doesn't fly. Yeah. She doesn't. It's, like, difficult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So she was, like, the most compelling interview out of that original cast. A lot of anything in his whole life, he said. So the two uh, of. Best interview that yes. I've ever personally done. I mean, it was, you're like, holy shit, is any body gonna believe yeah. can i say shit sorry yeah is anyone gonna believe that this person is real and so the whole time i'm interviewing her i'm like in shock because i was like is this real or is she, or is, is, she is she putting on for me and normally i can tell like i can read that stuff pretty well mm-hmm. um and then i started thinking no one's gonna believe me like no one's gonna believe this, this is character because it's a character to put on so on purpose i made her think that i was ending the interview and said, okay, great, we're done, thank you. Um, and she got up and she moved to her left and I just took the camera and just moved it, you know. So it, we still followed her where she thought she was off camera um, and she was the, you know, the same real. person that she was sitting in that chair interviewing. And that was like, holy moly. <laughs> and I, and it, so after this, <laughs> like I remember getting phone calls after this spending three days with you guys. And I got a call from the production company and the network is like, so what do you think? Is there a show there? And I was like, there's 10 shows. <laughs> you guys wanna, you can't even imagine. You can't even imagine. Interesting. Yeah. So. So and let's talk about you a little bit. You no, want to talk about no, you a little no, bit? No, more? I want oh, to okay. talk about when you came in to my studio. Yeah. And this is, some of this has to, we have to talk about this, Brian. Okay. Uh, you walk in, you bring guys, you bring cameras, you come in, you park your chair. I remember it was a Friday night and you, or Friday after school, whatever. You come in, is often a television show from a network. Do you come into someone's place of business and there's no rent, there's no fee, location fee, there's no utilities, there's nothing in writing, no insurance that you have in case you break anything or anything. Is that the way most TV shows start? No. Because that's how it was. And I was just kind of like, eh, nice guy. Let him use the studio. Let's see what happens oh, with this. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. You mean for the initial interviews? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's different. I mean, like, you, you know, just until the- showed per- up and yeah. I was like- Well, I- to be fair, that was just me and one other guy in a, in a, you know, in a cameraman. So it was just us three. So it okay. was really a small footprint. But yeah, that would never happen if it was a series. So that was just an audition, you know, Thing. weekend. And so, I was just letting them use the studio. And we're still, it was, yeah, you were. You I were just, good faith. You did yeah, it all out of yeah. good faith. Yes. Um, but, you know, I mean, obviously you were covered insurance-wise, but the production, My insurance. production company, it still covers you for that. Okay. For that See, I didn't, anything there's like happen, nothing in writing now. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and then it just, from that day, I feel like it just went whoosh. And... I know a lot of the cast members and the kids, oh, it was toxic. I had to block it out. I didn't, I don't feel that way. And I didn't have to block it out at all. I just can't remember because it was so much. Yeah. It was so, so much. And to my calculations, 
it went from that Friday afternoon to, I think you guys were like three hours behind schedule or something with yeah. people's interviews. Yeah. And going from that to 13 episodes of Dance Moms, a clip show, a reunion, uh, 13 more episodes, B, a clip show, a reunion, yeah. flying to LA, doing Abby's Ultimate, 13 episodes. I was on TV 43 weeks it, out of the year, and there's only 52 weeks in the year. It blew up. I mean, I hear a lot of you guys talk about um, that the show was only supposed to be a six-episode um, documentary, which isn't quite true. I, um, I never heard that. Because everybody. I just, like heard, the cast I mean, I just heard it was that. a docu-series. It's a, That's what it was called. So, right. So, initially, it's a, like any other docu-series unscripted show. It got a six-episode order. Um, and, of course, you hope for a second season, you know. But, uh, yes, so that was out there. But a lot and of people it, think it was just be a, supposed to be a six-episode um, no, documentary. No, but I think... I knew it was a docu-series, but I personally thought after these six first things, then we're going to all sit down and figure out how this is going to work out. Not, no, we're not going to do that, Abby. We're just going to keep coming in here every day and destroying your business, um, which you didn't intend to do. No one yeah. intended to it's do that. It's very invasive. Any docu-series that's about a business, it's incredibly invasive. I'm glad it to is. hear you say that because it was. It is. And, and and it happened so fast. And so we did the first six. They started seeing footage from the first six immediately. I think I was home for three weeks um, after the first six when they said, let's go. We got to do six more. And if you remember, we were up against nationals. National season, right? So well, we I remember to... Chloe was our petite miss or junior miss or something of Pennsylvania and had to go to Orlando to complete her, fulfill her duties for the, the organization. Yep. And we yep. went there and I remember you and I going in saying yes. we could film this. We could put all of this on television. I think John Michael was in something yeah. and it, he was Mr. Dance of Pennsylvania or whatever. Like, yeah. let's do this. And they were like, no, that was the dumbest mistake they ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Was not putting that organization on television all over the world yeah. because it would have grown and grown and grown. Well, like we've heard from the dance competitions that have been super loyal to us. Over you know those eight seasons, their competition registration doubled. Oh, you know, I think intensity so, had one day for three yeah. hours, and now he has three days in yeah. two rooms. Which, by the way, that makes me so happy. Like that's incredible. Well, the best I think thing, that's great. you know, Abby at every event always asks how many of you started dancing because of Dance Moms. Yes, and you know the competitions also thrived, but just the fact that that's the only thing that gives me the peace that I did the show. Mm -hmm. That's like the one thing when I ask kids, when I'm teaching a room full of 500 students and I say, who started to dance? Because they watched the show Dance Moms and these hands shoot up and I'm like, I did the right thing then. You know, then it was a good yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there were some not so good things, which we'll get into. But uh, so you come in to the studio and now, boom, you're there. So now I have yeah. 27 senior company members in a small room and seven little kids in a big giant room yeah. and my time is torn yeah. between them and i have men big grown men at the front door holding it shut and little eight-year-old kids trying to pull the door open outside right. i don't even know if you were aware of that that you know they come from school and they're rushing to get there and they're eating in the car and they get there and then they can't get in because we're filming in the lobby so yeah. a lot of that yeah. stuff is what destroyed my business or started to because of the chaos had we made every kid be homeschooled right day from yeah. the after those six 
original episodes that the mothers assume there were only six, there were only six, there were only six. If on that seventh day, mm. hey, you have to be homeschooled. We're here from eight in the morning till four and that's it. We're done. Yeah. That would have changed my life for the better. I don't know if I'd have been there at eight, but um, I would have probably been late. But but if everybody would have been out by four o'clock when my business started, it would have been better. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, it was such a whirlwind. And we were just all trying to figure it out because it was happening so fast. Well, the turnaround and, was like unreal, unreal right? But like, even the second six episodes, do you remember we got in a bus and we lived on the road for six weeks and we just went from competition to competition. No, was see, it, I don't remember that. What? You don't I don't remember, remember that. So normally so I blocked it out. I was right. just busy. Well, a normal week we would do pyramid on a Wednesday. We compete on a Saturday for the back six. We had no choice but to go to national competitions, six of them back to back to get in oh. 12 episodes. And we literally would arrive at a city, do pyramid the first day and have to compete the next day. And then the next three days, we would have to fill in the time um, of the acts. Oh, pretend it. We would have to go it. back and insert oh. different moments in the beginning before the competition and the results. Wow. You don't remember that, huh? So Abby says, though, that the first episode, the pilot, was actually the third one that you guys shot. Was that correct? No. Yeah, with, with Sinister as, Minister. As far as maybe that scene was inputted in after? That just happened in the third episode. Just Oh, okay. So just um uh, Minister Dog. Before that, happen. I yeah. was just an on camera choreographer. Well, um spit it out. Week I think it was week three, three that she came in the room and I called nine. It was like it was like week two or three. Um I think I made a phone call. And, you sent and her I said, in. I no, no, no. No, <laughs> absolutely. Don't not. you think you'd be taking credit no, for that? If, I if, would want that. Was so brilliant. Yeah, you would be taking credit if you were the one that. Threw, I threw the kid 100%. out because she looked like a ragamuffin, and her hair was down. She had socks on. I threw yeah. her out. She called her mother, and said, "Abby said I was whatever." And then the mother came storming in. Right. Correct. So I tell that story correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had no. I didn't no give you credit clue. for that. Yeah, I had no clue this was happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm literally the whole time this is happening going, I can't believe this is happening. I'm on the floor. I don't remember. I'm on the floor the whole time the following you around. I'm literally crawling on my knees. You were the fly on the, on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the only thing I did do that I take a little credit for is I looked at you and said, get the phone, call someone. You know, okay. you walked into C, I think, or B. Yeah, B. I grabbed a kid's phone. Yeah. That kid, Emily Barkhart, it was her phone. I'm yeah. giving you a shout out, Emily. She is the casting director for Royal Caribbean now. Oh, really? Yeah. And she's a Tampa Bay cheerleader, buccaneer or something yeah. right now. And so I grabbed her phone, a flip phone. I opened yeah. it and I called 911. I've yeah. read some people say they felt like that was staged. And I was like, no, that was like, I mean, how could this you kid stage had the that? Phone. Yeah. <laughs> the, the phone was there. But no, that was not set up. I mean, I think, look, I, well, I think she was, when, the, I think she when was, the dispatcher from the police station answered the phone and said the officer, officer Broadway, Broadway, I mean, you're like, like what? Like, you can't make that up. Like, this is insane. But the favorite part of that whole moment was, you know, when Abby was done and she reaches over in the cake and does this and eats the cake. Do you remember that? No, where was the, the little cake? button on the end of it? There was a big cake for some reason at your reception. Um, and after the police, yeah, and you, we did a little interview, and you looked at the cake, and you look at me, and you're like, <laughs> "That's so genius." Well, where is that? Where we is didn't that? see that. It's in the episode. No, I it's not. It's one hundred percent in the episode. Okay. 
we'll find out. Look. I'll have to Let's rewatch find that. I don't That's remember that. Get that to go viral. So yeah. that I, so it was about episode two or three that you were you were, I mean you were really dominating a lot. And then you guys what was threw happening, that in. and I I remember making a couple of calls and saying this isn't just dance moms. It's um, it's dance teacher. So that... that's when my life should have changed right then and there. That's well, it what, did. That's when I should have been sitting You're in like, the attorney's change. office in LA and go, wait a minute. <laughs> so would you say that that 911 call like solidified that pilot? Like to like, like where like the, it added that drama that it, not that it I, needed more, but I think, like um, you put it in the first I, episode. I think that whole moment of you being chased around uh, yeah. the uh, studio the and the way yeah. you handle it, you know, the, so there's, you know, uh, I always say for magic to happen, there has to be every bit of every, all sorts of different emotion and you have to have humor and emotion mm -hmm. and drama. And that moment, you know, of you being chased had all of that. It, it had was the just drama. great. It had it, the humor, you know, it, it's it just, me. It's my building, my name on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like just my everything building, was name. chef's kiss. But my and I felt like they did a really good job putting that together, that whole thing together um, in post. But um, yeah, it was a brilliant moment that you handled brilliantly, but it was real. There's I mean, a compliment that, in there. That stuff was. There's a compliment. That was real. I mean, I do remember someone saying that Minister Dawn is here and she's furious, um, and she wants to see Abby, and I was like, oh, okay. Because well, she wasn't part of the cast, right? Like she was just somebody. She interviewed like, for it. Did she interview for it? Yep. Yeah. Okay, they all that's, did. That's good to know because I don't think that the fans really know that. Like so. She interviewed for it. At that point, had you cast it? Like, had you yes. made yes. your case? So, oh, yeah. We're, oh, already, we're in episode oh, three. Okay. So she basically, you, she was mad at her. But do you think that part of her was like, oh, well, they're shooting. I'm just going to go. Yeah. That's interesting. That's something. Oh, yeah. But so now she, so Reagan was but just in a normal class. But what it goes back to is, would you send your child to the dance studio looking like that when you knew there were cameras there? But were you really mad? At, so you were really mad at, you weren't just trying to, push minister dawn's buttons were you because oh, no, no, she no, wasn't no. even the tv no. cast no 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 no. so this no, was no, we no. weren't even this was what? something we no, were really this is just a, a real class no, that you were probably doing we, no no, no it wasn't a real class no this is what would happen is i was fed up after three weeks of teaching routines that i wasn't getting paid for and that we were never using this was ridiculous <clears throat> so i was teaching an acrobatic routine and i took three other little kids that were should have been in the group I'm not saying they were good. They just should have been in that acro dance. Okay. So I said, you know, I'm going to use this for my recital and just teach the acro band. So these three kids stand behind the cameras and learn it. I don't even know if you knew that was going on. No. So I had Reagan, which is Minister Don's daughter, and two other little girls behind the camera to learn the choreography um. behind the cameraman and in the back of A. So she comes in with socks on, her hair's down, a T-shirt on. I'm like, what are you doing? Get out of here and come back when you look like a dancer. Yeah, that was it. You 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 thought she was genuinely going to come back and just rehearsal was going to like be have her hair up and have her socks off and have her t shirt and off. Then yeah, the rest is history. And then it the blew rest, up. Yeah, and yeah. then Officer Broadway answered the phone. I mean, it was like you can't the, write it. The, you can't the, write this. The heavens parted and the angels were singing, and I was like, then he ended up bringing his kid to the dance studio, and she was there for years. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. so you actually like met Officer Broadway? Yes. Oh, okay, that's yes. cool. I didn't know you actually met. No, him. the police were there quite often. It might, like they would circle around the area because they knew a, a show was being filmed. We, we should try to find him, Officer Broadway. 
If you're uh, out there, yes. reach out to us. Yes, that would be funny. Broadway. Recreate your call. We had another police officer, the chief of police, actually, at Penn Hills, whose daughter had danced for me for years uh, uh, and graduated and everything. We had him come on the show once. I don't think we used it, but he That was on. season eight, right? Was that season eight that he I came on? And I, I didn't block it out. I just can't remember. Oh. Chemo, you know. I think he was, was talking about mass shootings or something. Yes, he came yes. on and gave a speech to the kids about that. Where to go and how to yeah. cover in the room. Yeah. And that, that was a beautiful part of what you guys did. Just the, the messages behind oh, a lot of your dances. So you know? good. That like, was all me. Yeah. You educated a lot that of people. That was me. You educated young kids. Me, as a fan at the time, you know, especially, you know, the gone too soon number of, like, all the people who left this world too soon. You know, yes. like a lot, you know, like Selena. Like, you know, people that may not have watched the movie. You know, just, you really educated and... There was more, like it was beautiful and the creativity was always there, but like there was messages behind it. Well, thank you. I, you I try to push the envelope sometimes with the routines. Um, you know, I like the creativity. Mm. I like coming up with the costume, not not at the last minute and not in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, when I can't buy anything anywhere. But, uh, you know, the the midnight at Walmart, rhinestoning at three in the morning had to oh. stop. But I do have but to I say, do enjoy though. that. What? Abby did think that she was going to do the same routines every week. Oh, okay. I was like, Abby, no, you can't. You have to do different numbers every week. She's like, what? why? We at dance competitions, that's what we do. We do the same routines. I was like, but you're on TV. Like mm. people aren't gonna yeah, so watch the why. next week. Let's refer it's a... back to five, six, seven, eight. You never auditioned anybody. They sat in a chair next to their mothers. <laughs> but look how well they did. Okay, they did, they did a so, great job. Let's be realistic. Yeah. Take us back to 2011. And you have an open audition in L.A. And instead, they're going to buy a show. It's called Dance Moms. And you're going to audition kids in Los Angeles. They're going to fly in from wherever. And that's how you're going to cast the show instead. We get a notice. Dance teachers get a notice. Or we see it on social media. Although that wasn't really a thing. Let's say you get a call to their studios or it's in the mail or something. There's a flyer. Come and audition. And I go into my studio and I say, okay, they're having auditions for kids and moms. And this is the ages they're looking for. And you have to be in LA and next week it da 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 da. Do you think that you would know any of those kids' names? Honestly. Do you understand what she's asking? She's asking you. <laughs> she lost me. <laughs> if, you, if you did your auditions, not yeah. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. At my studio. If you did them in Los Angeles. Yeah. And you contacted those original kids that you had in mind, along with whoever yeah. else. Do you think all of them would have jumped on a plane at that very moment and gone to L.A. to see if it would work out? Would you mean your kids, would they have come to L.A.? Well, I, I, I mean, I can't answer that question, but it seemed like you had those kids going to, which is what I loved about you. You had those kids going to New York and auditioning for Broadway. My students. They, that's what I mean. Not particularly those kids. What kids are we talking about? The kids that were in the cast. The kids that are millionaires but now. Are, but those were your kids. They are my kids. But what I'm saying is, those weren't the kids that were jumping in the car and driving to. Well, Maddie was. I mean, you. The, she the went week... one time to a Billy Elliot audition. Well, she said a few times. Um, the weekend I was there, you sent um, Kelly and Christy to New York for some audition. <laughs> I think it was to try to keep them from auditioning for me. Yes, oh. it was. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, well, no, because so, well, I can answer this question for the world. Okay, please. Absolutely not. You wouldn't know their names. You mean they wouldn't go to L.A. to do it? Hell no. But let me Because just... one couldn't afford it. 
One wasn't allowed to miss a day of school, a minute of school. One would say her kids were not prepared. One would have gotten the memo, the email at work at school five days after she missed the audition. And the other one, you know, was looking for husband number three. She was But busy. you do have to admit there was something about every single one of those kids that was magical that worked for oh this TV show. Yeah. Uh, and, then and, the, and let me tell you and why. The, and the 14 other kids that were in their class that quit also were magical. <laughs> I, mean, I should I, laugh. Wait, That's no, sad. No, I mean, I and I think everyone can take credit for that. I mean, the moms, you. I mean, it's a, a little just, bit of everyone. I just, now the way things are now, and living in Los Angeles and having a studio and seeing the kids that fly in and do this and do that and get solo choreography at our school and blah blah blah, those kids would never have done that. But mm -hmm. uh, look, also since then, I've done I uh, auditioned tons of dance teachers. I've auditioned tons of kids. You know, from studios that have that had five, six hundred, you know, kids Thousands. at the studio. Right. And I, I'm telling you, I could not find the kids at these studios that you had at your studio. Well, you know, you. it just doesn't exist. And, and I've said studio. this before. I don't know if I said it to you, but I, I personally think that you could have done this show. We could have done this show at my studio 15 years before, 10 years before, mm -hmm. five years before. Because when you think about Gianna and her group, yeah. And their mothers, oh, yeah. they'd have been in a fist fight in the parking yeah. lot. And then before that and before that, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always had that because I had really good kids. And when you get to that level that you're really good, they they go crazy. They go crazy. And, and you're, you know, moms you're, you're pretty good at pushing buttons too, I, by the I way, Abby. The you're a little crazy yourself. So, yes. you know what I mean? So I can I make a kid probably... cry in 30 seconds or less. <laughs> and me too. Yes. Did Abby ever tell you that, like, um, you know, we spent a lot of time together when she was in the hospital. Oh, I know. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Oh, we are. Yeah, like, yeah, should yeah. we talk about that now? But no, I we mean, don't have I, to. well, we can. Yeah, because you two have, um, like, it's not just a typical work relationship. Well, like, well I'm trying to get an, I'm so sorry for ru ruining your business in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, just from a standpoint of the utility bills, the men in the boots and coming in on the dance floors with cinders and salt and gravel and the parking lot and the roof just, was never the same after Andy and them went up there and blocked out yeah. those windows upstairs like the the physical wear and tear and I know oh but oh but the network will pay for it oh but the network well no because you have to fight with them for a year to get a check to pay for it and then the damage that was done has yeah. has gotten worse and worse and worse and those things and I I don't think you personally intended to do any of it but did anyone know it was happening did anyone care? I do think there was a lot of moments that weren't thoughtful, you know? Um, and I think people were so obsessed about just doing their job and doing it well that they, you know, just felt like it was a, a TV set at one point, you know, and that they owned it, right? So, I mean, yes, we had a lot of talks about that. You know, we had to get to a point where we were wearing the booties or we had to be more respectful yeah. of the your flooring or be more respectful of your other students, which we understand. Like picking you know, up bags, their dance bags yeah. of their shoes and their coats and just moving them out of the way to do something. And then they they run in to get their tap shoes and they, they can't find yeah. their bags. We're also there during winter and we're like tracking in like, you know, snow, snow yeah. and, and, and mud and slush. And there's a, it's a big crew. And like it's Abby said, like had the kids been homeschooled from the start, you guys would have been done filming by four or by five, and then your normal classes would have started. It yeah. would have, so I, you know. When did we start doing that? Uh, was it wasn't that until Maddie got four. the Sia video, season and three. I 
threatened to quit unless she let her go. And nobody wanted to let her go. And I said, I'm quitting. I'm not filming if you don't let this kid go. And then I think she was going to fail school because she missed too many days. So all of a sudden, woo, homeschool's a good thing now. Now we're going to be homeschooling. And because if she went back, she would have to repeat fifth grade or whatever because I'm missing too many. Not so many whole days, but like periods throughout the day. Yeah. You miss more than 30 in Pittsburgh and you're done. All the child yeah. labor laws changed a lot yes. from the time we started yeah. to the time we finished. So, and then you had had set teachers and then you you had to homeschool them, right? While right. they were working. So obviously it worked out way better that we could shoot during the day and you could have your classes at, when and, kids and, got out of school at four. Right, and, and then the kids, if they would get out of school to do their interviews, then they could be at the studio in time for class. But if they weren't allowed to miss school, and they ended up doing their interview at six, seven o'clock at night. They missed their classes yeah. at the studio. Yeah. And then that became an issue amongst the kids because we would, I'm putting it out there, we would work on some of the choreography in the regular dance classes so that a 32 counts or 64 yeah. counts in the middle of the dance we did in a jazz class or a contemporary class with everybody, with all the kids that were there. Yeah. So they knew it. And then we could pop it in on Wednesday after Pyramid or Thursday. Okay, you know that section we did Monday night? Yeah. Well, if so-and-so wasn't there Monday night because they had a meet and greet Sunday and they got back late, or if they were in their interview on Tuesday, they didn't get to class on Tuesday, then it became the kids kind of, well, you should have been here. Well, why weren't you here? Well, where do I stand? Well, I don't know. Well, you know, yeah. and that that was not good. I think there were a lot of sacrifices, you it's, know, that just everyone had so to fast. make. And I, I, I think but I there was think, a lot of there was a lot of payoff, you it, know, but from there these wasn't sacrifices. a business plan coming in after those first six episodes. If if there would have been a board meeting and we sat down and we said, look, these are how many hours we have to shoot. This is when we need to be in the studio and out of the studio. These are my classes. This is what rooms they're in. We We need to collectively work together so that I don't have to sacrifice my livelihood and then i have your former co-worker telling me this isn't your livelihood you're on television now that's your livelihood forget this dance studio crap you know you're not a dance teacher anymore you're a personality and that wasn't true none of that was true and i needed to keep that for times like now i right which is important um, and i wish i, I had 500 kids did. in pittsburgh right now I think a lot of people probably forgot about your real world and how important that was to you. Because uh, honestly, end of the day, the the TV show was secondary to the the entire cast, to the real world, you know, and the the dance competitions. And you know, we couldn't remember we couldn't go to a certain competition that you normally go, and you snuck out the back door, you know, and went anyway, where we had to set, shut down production. You know, because that was a that was a competition that you go to every year. We just couldn't get access to it. No. They were like, sorry, Abby, but we have to shoot the TV show and we have to go to this other competition, you know? And that's when I realized I was like, Oh, yeah. It's more the, than just this. Yeah, yeah. This is their world. And by and, the way, and I'm this a is member why of these organizations yes, that this was is why so important so good. to me. This is why the cast is so good. Because it's so real to them. It was real. It was my world. for, yeah. And I was no young spring chicken. I mean, I had done, I'm 45 years old. I had done these things since I was 15, 14, 15, 30 years. I'd invested in creating a name for myself at these yeah. competitions, winning them. And we're going back. And now all of a sudden, 
there's this chaos and I'm shooting a TV show and I'm just like, oh my God, yeah. just stop. And you were getting in trouble by Dance Masters, which was really hard for you. And you're really yeah. upset about that. And my mother. Me, yeah. Your mom was really upset about that, who I love your mother, by the way. Very, um, very I think she liked me too. No, she did. Uh, more than you. <laughs> no. Yeah. And remember we went to the Dance Masters meeting. I went with you in Orlando. And like, and they were like, ridiculous but it, it, but that was were, all you know that was rough for you that was very in, incredibly very upsetting yeah because and, and we were like oh come on abby get over it you have a tv show but you know it's it was hurtful. i don't think you realized yeah what all life. that means to you and it's your life mm -hmm. and i didn't have a husband i didn't have kids i mm -hmm. wasn't playing kathy where oh, i can't come i can't do this blah 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 it was like i'm a hundred percent invested in my dance studio in these children's lives and then it just yeah. went crazy, a yeah. little bit, a little bit crazy. When was the moment that the two of you, like, obviously you knew that you had a hit on your hands from the very early on. I, I, I want to know when it felt know. real for you guys. <laughs> when did it feel real? For I me, I was so story. swamped and so busy. I felt like I didn't know what a success it was because we were just kept making show after show after show until I showed up one competition when they were like, you know, 600 fans swamp, you know, outside the dressing room. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, is, so wow, it's big. My account, we were in Las Vegas in some dive bar and Gianna and I were sitting next to each other at the bar, like the counter eating. And it was on the TV. This was our big premiere. Thank you, Network. The big premiere <laughs> yes, party. I remember. And we're sitting. Do, is that the same memory you have? And yeah. we're watching it. Yeah. And I'm staring at the screen. And Joan is next to me, and I like grab her leg, and I'm like, I watch the dancing. Forget about all the rest of it. I never, the, the moms, the talking, that I didn't care. I didn't even look at it. I could care less. I look at the dancing, and I turn to her, and I go, nobody is going to watch this shit. That's exactly <laughs> quote. That's what I said. It was so bad, the editing of the dancing. And the, they had to use different music in post. And I think you know, nobody told me that was ever going to happen until I'm watching them do, you know, put your back against the wall was the lyric. So they run up stage and they do this and they do a big back thing. But when they're doing that, the music's going turn round and round. And I'm like, they're not turning. Like, what is this? Who did this? Then I started to go ballistic on the editors. And I'm like, does anyone dance does anyone ever taken a dance lesson in their life in this office no i have to say that was a huge concern of mine and it really bothered me because you know i appreciate dancers i want to see every single move and you can't cut away during a turn or a jump or a leap you need to see the whole thing it needs to be head to toe you i know, will say you can't cut eight, this off by season eight we killed you, it you did well in even season starting eight around season four but um because i did really five more hard. but it yeah I have to say it worked. It worked season one because well, it, it was, worked because <clears throat> it was a reality so show. Nobody was judging it, was it a, against like you weren't putting it side by side with Dancing with the Stars correct. or so you think you can dance. True right. It was a bunch of little kids and their screaming mothers and a, and a crazy but, teacher. So it, we, but we really the dancing fought, was my concern. But we really fought hard to start showing the entire dance um, and yeah. not cutting away so much. And. And then we started getting the choreographer cuts, which yes, were amazing. Those... So we saw the whole dance, yeah. you know. Notice there's so... no Emmy sitting behind me. <laughs> well, the, actually, that's a good segue. Uh, I was always curious, and I know Abby is, why nothing was ever nominated for an Emmy. 
Every we we did you um, try every year? Every year you try. Mm -hmm. And what was what was the reason? Reality. We just never got a nomination. They just for choreography. Yeah. No. Specifically for choreography, no. or no. specifically for like television, like like were you nominating them for choreography Emmys or just yeah. specific routines? Yeah. Okay. The routines they, for choreography. That's crazy. I've been told to no. me. Yeah, we entered every season. I've been told no. That's good to know. I, yeah, I, I just even, a little... You don't remember me asking asking you about it on occasion? Like, what do you think? What numbers should we submit? Later, the years only, later, not recent. And the, the, the only time, and I this is a, I think it's of mine was that you maybe can't say. Can't, and it really was a mistake of mine for not following up. Was um, Lily? She could have won one straight jacket. Straight jacket. Yeah, no doubt, she would have won. won. And also, and we just didn't submit it. And we would have won an Emmy for that because I judged it that year. Oh. I would have had well, we didn't no. I would it. have I would have recused myself <laughs> from judging that category. However, I watched what everybody else submitted and judged it, so I know what was up against it. No doubt, it would have been and, nominated. And and also the spider number because it won the whole thing and it was never aired. So at that point, I learned that I could by myself somehow some way enter it and i needed to get it from the network though to give it to me to enter it and submit it and all this and nonsense which they probably wouldn't have done anyway but it had to air and it never aired mm. so that was the problem because it, it's all with timing it has to air between such and such a date and such and such a date it has to be so long it has to be this it has to be that da 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 da, da. it's it's very particular the yeah. rules that are involved yeah. and it kills me not only the numbers but we nominated we submitted for the shows too and they just never just got never got a nomination well, we, look we were very controversial our show was very polarizing yeah so, it was yeah I it was mean, definitely a really, transitional that's why i don't time. have fifty thousand brand deals because or i'm not doing laundry and putting lotion on and this and that i'm controversial so yeah, it was definitely a transitional time. You know, I feel like just obviously things were different in 2011 and just, you know, you really shaped, like you, you always say that the kids, uh, what was it, moved the economy. I was told that at a cocktail party here in Los Angeles by a very uh, affluent yeah. man. And he said, you know, those kids you have moved the economy. And I thought it was a strange way to say something. But what he meant is everything they wear, every kid has to wear. Everything they have, every kid has to have. Everything you say, Abby, goes in our house. Like everything, because Abby said so. They because were some Abby of the first so. real influencers as yes. children, not, not, not your typical Paris Hilton. But, but not know. even on their social media. I'm talking about just like on the show, uh, a leotard, this, that, or whatever, you have to do it. And then people started listening to me what I was telling these kids. Yep. And even now till this day when I do my cameos or when I speak publicly or I speak at women's auxiliaries and you know programs that how do you get these champions? How do you train these kids? What what you say to them? How do you push their buttons? How do you inspire mm -hmm. them to be the best that they can be? And something that always surprised me in a nice way was kids always got it. Kids always got the show. You know how dogs know their kids yeah. versus adults? It's true. And like babies know other kids yes. that they're not adults, they're big mm -hmm. kids. And 
it was like the kids get it. The kids in the airport, the kids at a hotel, whatever, come up and hug me, run up and hug me. 11, 12 year olds, they don't hug anybody. We, they hate we went to Olive Garden yesterday and a grad, this little girl came and just hugged you, like didn't even, never met her before, just ran, like the mom screaming, like came up and hugged you, like, and. Which is weird, they're not scared of you. They, they, no, they never have been. Like, that's it's, the thing. Yeah. That's the thing is the kids get it. And I feel like, I hope, that they had, they would love someone in their life that cared about them that much that got them to that level. Because mm -hmm. I think the kids can see through all the crazy that the moms see and adults see and critics may see. This is, that's how to talk to these kids. This way, blah, blah, blah. And the kids are like thinking, man, I would be so good if she told me that. If she yelled at me like that, I would be amazing. And I just think the kids always got it. I always get emails and direct messages online from kids and parents asking if I can record a short video. Wishing someone a happy birthday, a milestone congratulations on a special achievement, or even just my advice before performing at a competition. With Cameo, my followers, the ALDC elites, have the chance to connect with me directly. Looking to have Abby Lee's last word as you enter an exciting moment of your life? Maybe put you, your friend, or a special someone at the top of the pyramid? Or do you want them at the very bottom? Anything is possible on Cameo. Connect with me from anywhere on the globe at cameo.com backslash the real Abby Lee. That's cameo.com backslash the real Abby Lee. The sky's the limit on Cameo. Well, I mean, you even say yourself, you wished you had your own Abby to make you do your exercises as far as- Oh, like, my your, physical therapy, your yes. physical therapist. If I yeah. had me to be yeah. me, I'd be walking. He tried, he yeah, failed tried. miserably. <laughs> no, no, I you- I would get on the phone, we tried it for like two weeks. Yeah, no, I, I remember we all you were taking shifts. You pushed back so much. No, yeah, we were all taking shifts doing like FaceTiming oh, yeah, right, with right. Abby during right. COVID, right? right. Yeah. yeah, it was and, good. I was walking 280 steps yeah. with the I, walker. I was good. I would like to briefly talk about how you guys definitely had more of like a different relationship, you know, you, you were after, there. After I came out of prison and was paralyzed and had cancer and almost died, yes. then, then uh, they were nice to me. Well, I think we always had an up and down relationship, right? It's, it's toxic I don't remember... in a way, because your job is to make I, drama, Okay, right? Well, I always told Abby, which she didn't like, but I was just being honest. It was like, end of the day, you know, my first priority was making a good TV show. And I think Abby wanted my priority to be my Abby business. and what was best, no, or just what's best for Abby. You know, in my head, I thought the TV show was best for Abby's business, right? Yeah. Um, because so did, you... so did your coworkers at the Maybe. production company. Yeah. I think they also thought that me being a television star far surpassed okay. a, a, a dance studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It was yeah. like, this is Hollywood and show business and you're a hit and you're going to do this and that and have this wonderful life. Forget that and leave that behind. Or yeah. just we're selfish. We want to make money off of you. Here you go. This is how we're going to make money off of you. We don't have a cut of your studio in Pittsburgh, so we don't mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. I do have to say, though, I mean, honestly, this is doing this is all a little bit painful for me. Like, I didn't really want to come and do this, but I the reason why I... I wanted to do it was that I feel like people think that we hate each other. 
and that we have a terrible relationship and yeah, i yeah. we don't we definitely had our ups and downs um and i'm trying to think back like okay when did we have those moments that felt bad and that we stopped talking for you know weeks or months or that you were I, I really think... angry i i you know I can't think of any examples. I knew you were, you were really angry with me when Kathy had the old all boy team. Like that hit home to you for some reason. It was very Just personal because to I you. trained boys and I yeah. had successful That's, boys, yeah. and she never had a good boy to save her life. So I was like, yeah. why would they give him? Her? And I also was upset because my moms were cast on the show. She could bring any mom she wanted, and they kept telling me, "Camera friendly, Abby. They have to be camera friendly. Their faces. They don't have to be gorgeous women." camera friendly and then she'd and, bring like the but you're dog pound but your your studio's carrying the show they weren't carrying the show they just right. popped in and out you know yeah, so but i yeah. um there were times we, we, things stories that get misconstrued and i remember them one way and yeah. i i said i i feel like melissa sometimes where you just say a lie over and over so many times you believe it yourself and jill she walked into the studio because of her older daughter and I kind of grabbed her by the elbow gently and I said come into the store sit in this seat I want you to be interviewed mm -hmm. because I thought she was an attractive woman yep. I thought she would class up the moms a little bit she was my age and she was just raised yeah. a little better than they were that just tr yeah. truthfully that was it is that how that happened 100% you brought them in yeah and you were really passionate about them being on the team and we were having a big open call that yes that season coming up that was yes. yeah that was second season the beginning of the second may season. may i ask was ken did kendall really need to do that open call or was she already like you knew um no she had to do the open call but i had done a pre-interview because we had to make sure that they you know there's background right checks the... and things that go into being yeah. so because, you actually were I, considering all those other kids oh yeah okay oh, if somebody would have shown up popped. if somebody showed up and popped and the mother was fabulous they would have stayed for Kendall, a week or two let's just say not me i mean Abby's not going to just do what I say and, yeah. and, you know, take a student that, you know what I mean? Because we so, love yeah, Kendall. She, we love Kendall. Just yeah. recently, she, it, maybe she just thinks this. She thought that she was already cast at that point. Oh. So m maybe there was just a miscommunication. She there. probably had to go through all the paperwork and, and get all that in just order. Just in case. In case she had to keep going, right? Gotcha. Because she would have yeah. to keep going. So they would okay. have to be in order. And she order. was a beautiful child. She was great. She was perfect. She, yeah, she, she fit it right in with the, the kids. kids. And, and may I say, she brought it. As far as yeah. not only the dancing, but like she contributed to the reality aspect when she went. Now, Jill's another story. She's going to get mad at me. Oh, okay. But Jill did not bring it the first few episodes i was worried about her a little mm -hmm. bit why so she kind of got eaten up by in. everyone she's a little quiet oh really a okay. subtle i will and say then she had her breakout moment with the shoe with the cowboy, and the cowboy hat. hat yes yeah yeah i have to say but see i liked it when she was quiet <laughs> yeah because yeah. i thought oh she knows i got her on this show right. and i have her under my thumb but, and we are this is good i'm gonna make her kid a star too and she's gonna be sweet and nice because she owes me well, yeah. what I love about her too, though, everything is so real to her. So real. I mean, uh, she's more of a dance mom than any of them. Do you remember? Still, when, still, still, still to, to this day. day do you remember day. when still her, she's fighting when her middle daughter ran away? Her daughter ran away, and her husband was trying to get a hold of her. No, no. Mm. And she went in the bathroom with the mic still on, and she's calling her husband, going, "Why? Where is she?" Blah blah blah. And she goes back, and she sits upstairs, and. Christy and Tyler turned right around and go, so how's Charlotte doing? <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> was she still on the dance team? Oh, 
yeah. Right. She's still competing. She's at nationals. Like, I tried to call them the other day, but they couldn't talk for five days because they were at Why nationals. Why were you trying to call her? Oh, did I say I was trying to call her? Yeah, she just said you were Did I say that? That's a good segue. <laughs> Let's talk about this reunion you're planning. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, there's a reunion. Because you need something to lead you into a new series because this is not going to happen out of the world. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. You have a new series. You have a new reunion. Well, you have a reboot, which we all know how the reboots are doing lately. Um, oh, I don't mean your reboot. I just mean in general, in general reboots. Oh. Yes. You know that. Well, like how I met your father and all that stuff. Oh. So, um, but let's talk about the reunion. <laughs> are we editing this? <laughs> I, can't, I can't discuss anything about projects. Oh. I will say, I totally valid. Others have. I know. Uh, correct. Public. And I was about so, to say that. So, I know so, someone mentioned something that there was a possibility that so, there could be. Yes. Well, you know, I know, I know yeah. personally you've been working on a reunion for three years. You we know talked that I've been pitching. We, you and I have been pitching, correct. pitching, right. pitching that. And there was never the budget. You're right. There was never the money because yes, it was a cheap network. And we wish Bravo would have bought it from day one. That would have been so much better. I'd be Andy right now. And, you yeah. know, I wouldn't be here. So, uh that I know that I know you've been pitching it, but now I think with the reboot, they need some segue to lead yeah. into it to open off the season. So it's going to be the reunion. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I hope pretty, we can do. I think that's pretty television one hundred and one. I hope we can do a lot more Dance Moms content. You know, and as you know, I'm always pitching stuff, but I think we need to figure out what we're going to do next. Oh, and if you get a job, I need a. I need a job. <laughs> you have a job it's time for you to hire me you have a job you just work for a bad network cheap, cheap network well cheap network so we could do a how, how do you kill your producer in 57 ways to kill a producer like your husband do you remember asking me like brian why do you think people are so compelled why do why do you think people watch me why do you think people are compelled by me i, I don't i probably ask you that many times no, it was only, it was like about a year ago and you oh. were serious. I was like, what? And then you go, I said, what do you mean? And then you go, is it because I'm big? Do you think because I'm a big dance teacher? Do you remember, remember oh, asking maybe. that? Probably. Yeah. But I know a lot of heavy dance teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Good but ones. you were, for and some reason that was ones. on your mind. But I think, I mean, I think that's part of it though. No, it's absolutely it's a big part the, of it. And I think because. We've spoken about this yeah. in another episode. Yeah. We, we've spoken about how. While I don't know really how to look look about it, but it was as the viewer seeing this large woman and right. little children. And we've also spoken about how it's probably more polarizing the fact that you all are females that are on this show and your typical Gordon Ramsay who's yelling at adults all the time probably wouldn't be judged on such a different sphere. But I, I have also said to her that I feel like there wasn't really many heavy people on television in that much of a focus which i you know in a not intentional way i i think i don't think paid... people had seen it uh honestly i yeah people hadn't seen it and i think that on top of to be honest yes. well that's why i didn't want to be on camera okay. uh, but you in but a way amazing. Though, it was you, amazing yeah but you've paved the way for many things but non-intentionally i think and i would hope that more people of all different body sizes were hired to do things seeing oh, other people yeah, like yeah absolutely you. but you it know? was also because of her dance vocabulary oh yeah which a lot of dance teachers don't use which i'm shocked by Still. so i you think mean terminology terminology yeah oh. dance teachers so, well, will take 
per Zoom class. Right. And yeah. they have to and they, they shut their cameras because... off and they don't know that that's I like I don't know there's a 40-year-old woman behind the thing right. getting enough right. material out of an hour of my class to teach right. for a year. Right. But I just think because you weren't you couldn't necessarily do the moves, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the times there was so much vocabulary and I thought people thought that was super interesting to hear. And then what and we were hearing is a lot of that. the students need to know that and the students have to be smart because mm -hmm. she can't demonstrate. So they have to know the vocabulary, the terminology, right? Mm -hmm. And then the audience at home was actually learning every, something every single week. Right. Do you remember back in the day when people could not even say the word choreographer? I can't. I try not to say it because I can't. Choreographer. Choreography. And choreography. Yeah. And now dads talk about it at the yeah. dinner table. I know, I know. Dads, well, did you see that choreography? Well, da 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 da. And it's like, now we say choreo. Like, you choreo. know, yeah. people didn't even use those words. Yeah. And now they do. Yeah. High five. High five. I've had great moments in my personal life. I've had horrendous moments. One horrible moment uh, was when you were no longer working on the show and you had a man named. Uh, as a producer and I had knee surgery and I was forced to go back and that's here in Los Angeles and I don't know where my attorney was I don't know what was going on but all I know is that I had outpatient surgery mm. I was taken home after the surgery and I think the next morning had to be on set by 10 a.m. you were using a chair dancing walker you were literally using a chair in front of you to walk. I know, and I have to say, you were amazing that day. Well, it doesn't matter. I was. <laughs> she was so good. I was so in yeah. so much pain, yeah. and the knee never healed right. I ended up having knee replacement, which somebody at that network should have paid for, um, because it was that was that was horrible. That that shouldn't have been. Yeah. Um, amazing moment. I'm at some big dance benefit here in Los Angeles and Kenny Ortega comes walking towards me and he had just had surgery and he had a cane and he was limping over to me. And I said to my date, go to picture, go to picture, no matter what you get the picture with me and with us together, just wake up, take a picture. And he comes over and he takes his cane and he's like, you, you, Missy, you have done more for dance in this world than any, he takes the cane and then anybody in this room. And don't you let him tell you otherwise. You've done this. And that was like, I couldn't even believe he knew who I was. Yeah. Oh, so. God. Yeah, I mean, I was like, so, you know, those are great moments that I had but because of show. But you're the most recognizable teacher in the world, dance teacher in the world, even it's... more than Debbie Allen. Somebody called me Debbie Allen at the <laughs> mall yesterday. At Culver City Mall. Oh, my God, it's Debbie Allen. And I went, and I turned around and I go, no. But I'm going to tell her you said that. Yeah. And Debbie, you know, she she's so supportive of you, too. Yeah. yeah. You, you've I'm been... shooting something new there on the 19th. Excited. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. She's been great to me. And I've taught there a lot. I give back to the community. Oh, I was so mad that day she came on the set. And I was I, I was briefing her before she came on the set to meet you. And I was like, Abby's going to try to say this. And she's going to try to say that. Um. You know, I'm. I don't know if you can believe everything she says. <laughs> can I just? Why did you say that? <laughs> because you had a plan. You had told me you were gonna. You had some sort of plan, and I can't remember what it was now. Oh, I wanted to go direct Grey's Anatomy, and she could stay there maybe. and be me. And I was yes. just like, you know, she's a lot. She could be a lot to handle. But just listen to her, and you, oh. you guys, maybe you can come to some sort of agreement about Wait, taking over the studio. Remember? Right. And yes, yeah, that was it. About, but I was there. Was there? 
Yeah, oh, sure. he was I'm running sure. the. He probably he was he the probably interview. Was. You weren't there. I was there. Yeah, I was there because I talked to them before they went Wait, in. And who? I, but who was? Did she do this to you or just? Shh. I came to talk to her. I I think I, that, did she shush you I or think him? It may have been me. Um, because oh, I like that I think it, No, I, I think thought it, I thought I think she shushed. I think it may have been me, and then that's when I realized, oh my god, she really likes Abby. <laughs> when they and I was like, when, I was like, another thing, I was like, she can be. I don't know. You, we had no idea how you're gonna act every day. I mean, sometimes you were like super gracious. Sometimes you were like mean, like you know. So I was well, just trying to warn her. Y- y- and then afterwards, Abby was like, I mean, uh, Debbie was like in love with you afterwards. Well, and she was serious. She wanted she to take over the to studio. Me, she said to me about a month ago now. Maybe it was a month, six weeks ago, when uh, she was contacted. And she said, I just can't believe them. She said, I can't believe how they treat you. She said, I, when I was there and I think back of coming into your studio on Santa Monica Boulevard, I could not believe the way they treated you. That would never happen on my set. She's like, they, they just, they treated you like dirt, Abby. Why would you ever consider working for them again? Like she was mm-hmm. appalled, but I feel like it was I may, I may have been. I mean, I, I wasn't a bad. I didn't feel like it was a bad interaction with her. Oh, and I, no, she was. But like, I was just. The point she, of the story was she just, she just fell for every word that you said, you know, and loved yeah. you afterwards. Well, she thought what I was dealing with, and she's like, <laughs> and if you I'll... could put this show out every week, dealing with this like riffraff yeah. here, imagine what you could do with real. I people. think she also saw what you did. You know, what yes. the show and all involved did for dance, you know, and it was giving her more business, too, because Absolutely. more people were Absolutely. dancing. But the way that she says, I can't believe the way you're treated, I always wondered, you know, there'd be times where the cameras would follow her into her backspace at the L.A. studio. Mm-hmm. Where where did the line draw legally whatever for it all involved on what they well whatever what fifteen hundred bucks a week was getting whatever that you, wasn't enough. whatever you could shoot and couldn't shoot because like she had she had a private space on the set of of, of a show so I, mean, I can I understand think, look, it's a I, weird line I think it was our opinion that you know that was uh, the entire studio was a live set and and our opinion was that we could shoot you no matter where you were um in the studio yeah well that was yeah. during the shooting that, hours that was a bad opinion that during was the shooting hours I mean I'm just saying being honest. Yeah, that we it's, thought it's like honest. we could shoot you. That's honest. Um, and there was a lot of real stuff happening back there. A lot and of real stuff. It was but... a, really, a really a lot of really compelling real stuff and a lot of emotion that was happening. So back there. When, but you were no longer on set. You were not. I. You so, stepped back and I, you were working I was on doing new a lot projects. Of yeah. yeah, there were spinoffs and other projects that I had. Yeah. First few four seasons, I would I was out there the entire first season, and then every half season I would spend three to four of the first episodes of each half season out there because we would lose so many producers, and I would come out and t- reteach people the show. Was, yeah, so so how how was that? Like, did you have the same? Because I mean, when I was there on season eight, most of those people were there since for for many many seasons. So um, by season four is when by three and a half four is when we started keeping everyone so okay so those last three seasons we pretty much had the same producer a lot of the same producers and crew um but yeah there was a huge i just couldn't look at them huge turnover during every half season the first three and a half seasons because no one wanted to be in pittsburgh it was hard people leaving their families and we Mm -hmm. there were so many episodes we were doing 12 to like I, i the other day i was looking at some episode that was like episode 38 from one season not I feel like that just doesn't happen anymore. Doesn't happen. Shouldn't it happen then? It was rough. It's it's rough it's to shoot forty three out of fifty two yeah. weeks a year. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. You don't know if you're coming or going. It's, it's crazy. But you know what? You did it. The kids did it. The moms did it. And I, I cannot think of one episode that was bad. I mean, every single episode, I feel like we had I, I great, incredible story. Every single episode. And I think that's what the, that's what the show's known yeah. for. And that's why it was so good. Yeah, we're, we're biased, were so obviously. Good. I think towards the end of season seven, they were meh, just because we're biased, obviously, because of the way that things ended up. But I think season eight was great. I think that the dancing... season eight was amazing. I, I think that was my favorite scene. The, the dancing, just because, obviously, there were... More, more formal auditions, it will say. Yeah. And they knew what they were all getting into. The kids were also a part of it, in yeah. a way, a lot of the drama. And uh, I don't know. I, like you said, and like we were saying, that you, you shot the dancing so well. We did really well with the with dancing. With the back we, shots and yeah, everything. I love, it. I love it. They did a great job with the coverage. Okay. Yeah. If you name three of your most memorable routines, the dance routines. Forget about the drama. Oh, uh, where have all the children gone? 100%. Because I had one kid in a swing and another one pushing it, and they won. So good. By the way, whoever has that swing, oh, yes. let us know. They reached we, out to me. Oh. They oh, have they the swing. Out. Somebody got a cameo that has the swing. In, from the auction. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, and write in. You know, Send us a DM. If there's anybody who has stuff from the auction, we would love to see it. We would love to see what you're doing with it. Uh, send a selfie with it. Yes. Yeah. But so, yeah, anyway, uh, the last text, of course, 100%. That was a really rough episode with me for Kelly's behavior. Yep. Yeah, it was a rough one. The, the page crap. And then going downtown, buying the dresses, not being able to get the dresses at one store, different dresses. I had to go from this place to this place to this place. I probably got two parking tickets. And then I couldn't get anybody on the flipping crew to drive over the dresses like they were in a car accident. So I had to lay them down in the parking lot myself in the dark, I think, and drive back and forth and back and forth over the dresses. Like people have no idea. But you did that every week. I, I didn't try. I mean, uh, but you were on the hunt for costumes and spent a lot of time every week with the costumes. Every week. So because insane. her name there was, was on. There was a lot. Yeah, yeah. Her name was involved. You know? Right. Yeah. And, and people think, oh, you're doing a TV show. You have a whole costume thing. You have a Emmy winning costume designer doing all this. No, we didn't. Yeah. But there was such a message with the last text and, you know, doing it on The View, which was unbelievable. That week you were trying to decide if it was going to be Asia or Kinsey yes. doing the tumbling yes. and falling out. I don't know. All I remember is that their camera people at The View. Well, yeah. It's we rehearsed it twice, twice and they yeah, nailed it. And they yeah. had every kid and knew exactly what they amazing. were doing. I was like, oh, this is the maybe you, we you ended up picking Mackenzie, though. Of course she did. Right. Yeah. I liked Suicide Hotline. I liked yeah. um I I liked Ashes from season 8. I like King of Queens from season 8. Um and I I love the way it was shot. It was like so No more yeah. prayers or thoughts and prayers. Thoughts yeah. With the signs. Very yeah. very telling now. Very, okay. um, very And relevant. I like the the mirrors. The mirror. Oh, the uh, oh when you all left beauty. before we won the overall. Yeah. Well, this is my beauty. That is, this is back. my beauty. I think okay. it's I like the song. So so that's yeah. when we realized, when I realized, these people have no idea what they're doing. So we're at a dance competition. We're at nationals. We're out in the middle of God knows where, Lake Tahoe somewhere. And we're at this casino, I think, or something, this big theater. Yeah, in the, when it had like yeah. seats, like booths, like booths. a casino would. Mm -hmm. And we win. Way, yeah, clap, clap, clap. Crew packs up, leaves. John and I are like, well, there's a whole dance off. Now that's going to happen. 
Even the mothers left. We were the only ones there with the kids, and they won the whole entire thing, and none of the crew captured it. We missed all of it. We, we have you winning nationals, but Abby sometimes doesn't understand that we run out of time with the crew, or we have to have days off sometimes, and so sometimes... I think, I think half that... of them should eat lunch, while the other half keep working, and then they switch. Then we, the other half eats lunch. Why does everybody stop? We, I cannot understand that. We covered you winning nationals, but um, it was another day that you won like the overall big grand prize. And they just we weren't it. there. We weren't there for that. Yeah. We okay. That. So I'm glad you mentioned you brought that up yourself with that number. Now, what about something, if you could recreate something, Ugh. a do-over, what would it be? You should think about this with your upcoming reboot. What would you recreate? I mean, would what do you recreate? mean? What would I recreate? Um, a number. Is there a number you would recreate? Um... I was disappointed when we tried to recreate where have all the children gone. <laughs> I didn't like what you did with that. With the boy? When you brought it back and redid it again. With the boy? Yeah. It won. I didn't love that. Yeah. It won. Yeah, it, won. It, it beat the other It just didn't have the didn't same it? effect. But that wasn't okay. me. You're, that okay. was you. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to well, make it about you. You also, you so, also were there for that original so, one. So yeah. wait. So no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Nobody was there for the original one. It was well, done oh, right. in my studio years ago with the boy. It was a really freaky. And he's in New York dancing professionally now. And um, I think Brooke was like the tiny, tiny, littlest one in that, that she just ran and he oh. grabbed her. And it was super so she spooky. she was in the original super, and that one. Super spooky. It was really a freaky number because yeah. it was in a recital number, so it was lighting and everything. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. And yeah, so nobody saw the original one. But something that you would recreate if you could. I just, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't a know. Scene, I'm on the spot. A scene, a parent scene, something. Recreate because it was so in good? In a donut or, store or while or my not, mother's outside. You mean cut just it something. or wish it had never happened? Or... A re-over, a do-over. I mean, obviously, I would, I would redo the New York competition, and you guys would never have had that fight. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. That's. I feel like that's the best answer. Yeah, hmm. interesting. I think. You... Yeah, but then Kalani wouldn't have been on, and then. No, she well, probably no, would have. No, 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 no. She probably would have, right? Because I said the fight. Okay. You know, yeah. you know, Kalani was there. You know. She could have still been there, and they still could have performed, and the fight could not have happened. Right. I think so. Yeah, that, that would be if I could Kelly just Bull. magically snap my finger, it would be the fight. Yeah. Okay. I, I think That's you a good and Kelly answer. Bull. Because I had would to go agree. back to New York three times to Brooklyn, the Bronx, to the Bronx, mm -hmm. fly on a plane, stay in a hotel, go to court. Yeah. So you know, I just can't go happened. to New York. I have to see a Broadway show, and I have to eat, and I have to spend money and do stuff. So that cost me probably yep. fifteen grand going back and forth three times. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. All for her to get community service. I think that you and Kelly both would agree that that's something that the probably the thing that you would not ever do. Like no, I I I didn't strike anybody. No, you I didn't. didn't do you anything. Didn't. You didn't. I didn't you do didn't. anything. So that's on her. Yeah, I think that's on her. Yeah. And I, I put the Sapphire's number in. The yeah. world needed to see that duet. And I felt Kalani should have won Abby's ultimate dance competition. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to do the kid a favor. Yeah. It just played out. In but she fell on her butt. In the dance. She yeah. did. That's see, why I she was eliminated. That. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's why she was eliminated because she fell. She it, fell. Oh, in Abby's ultimate. Yeah, I, I thought, thought you meant in the Sapphire's it, duet. Yeah. I was oh, no, like, no, 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 she did it. No, that's why. Okay. She, yeah. yeah. But, well, she was given a stupid cowboy dance. And that's when... Isn't that when you called the wrong uh, winner? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Who was it down between? It was Kalani and who? McKaylee. Was it McKaylee? No. Gianna. And you said Gianna's going home, but it, you should have said Kalani. Kalani was going home. All I know is I heard my Trinity. ear electrocute my brain because I had an earbud in. The world knows. So I have a thing in my ear and they're talking to me from the control room telling me what to say. So all that pausing that looks like I have no clue what I'm doing, that was them. That was not me. I could have been out of there a half an hour early in my car home and uh, dragging it out like the suspense, the suspense. And so I said the wrong name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you made it right and you got or helped get Kalani on the show. On Dance Moms, which did a lot better for her than winning Abby's Ultimate. I'm going to ask a controversial question. Whose decision or who told Kira to get her mole removed to be on camera? I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to ask a controversial question. It doesn't need to be answered by name. I'm just curious, is that true? She was told or she made the decision on she made the decision on her own, but I wanna know. Look at his face. <laughs> I never Satan! Satan did it! I... Am I hey, turning red? No. It's listen. <laughs> if if you want, that's I never told Kira to remove her mole. Okay, they just had a car Great. pick her up and take her to the doctor. I had someone else tell her. <laughs> okay. No, we, okay, so it wasn't you. You didn't tell her. I did not tell her. Okay, but she was told by somebody to I, do it. And she yeah, made the decision, I right? I didn't physically tell her. <laughs> I was the one that went to her and told her. Okay. Hey, she did it. He had an underling she, color. She, she made the decision. I'm it was not, a good decision. Yeah, no, no disrespect. Yeah, no, I don't. Think she yeah, no, I don't about it? I don't think she's mad about it, and no disrespect. She looks you're amazing. Watching Kira, you look and awesome. Had, by the way, have you seen her recently? Yeah, she's, I mean, she's had another another child. She's right? in that gym every single day, and like her yeah. body's insane. Not only did she have Jack, she had another kid after that, mm-hmm. which was amazing. By the way, you know who I really love is Kalani. I really do. I did. She's too. a cool. I loved her girl. Like, I love talking to the kids right now as adults. Like, I like, I have a little texting relationship with her, which I think she's just a really good, good kid. The, okay, as an executive producer, tell our audience and our viewers, what does that entail? Like, what does that really mean? Because I wasn't one, and I should have been. (laughs) You were on Abby's Ultimate. Yes, but I still didn't have a say, because we wouldn't have that stage. There's I wouldn't have been in the theater yeah. up in a sauna. There's different types of EPs. You have EPs at the network. You have EPs at the production company. Um, you have EPs that are ahead of current at the production company, and they're over lots of different shows. And then you have EPs that are showrunners, right? Um, so, I mean, and all those jobs are completely different. And I've, you know, I've done all those. Um, I feel like... So I, being I an realized... executive producer of Dance Moms. Yeah. What did that entail? Well, it's in pre-pro, you know, it's a lot of work. As you remember in season eight, like how many times we got together and we really tried, we knew how many episodes we were going to have. And we really tried as best possible to try to come up with some creative in regards to numbers. Okay. You know, um, then I would go rogue and say, I'm not doing that. We're doing this instead. (laughs) I had an idea last night. This is what we're doing. You know, and you do a lot of, um, you do a lot of interviewing with the cast and you really try to figure out what's going on with them. That's real. And you try to predict what their series arcs are going to be, you know, for each person. What is going to be there? Yeah. And you don't stick to it, but you just, you try to prepare, you know, so you want to build story around that. And you always, I mean, 
obviously, the more real, the better. Um, and would you so, say that Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition, getting those people in for a competition, for an actual uh, elimination process, is different than, would, oh, than way, Dance Moms? Yeah, and I have to say, that's way harder because that happens so fast. So before you even go into production and start shooting that show, every single number has to be decided on. Every bit of music has to be picked out. Every choreographer has to be assigned to every single number because we were shooting a show every three days, right? Dance Moms, we can literally, I mean, we have ideas. We have music that we have in a library that we think we can use. We have right, ideas right. of creative, but it changes every week depending on the competition, who wins and who loses. You know, and who's going to be at the top of the pyramid and who's going to dance the next week and why. And who Abby's so, not at. And right. So not. you're, that's, I mean, that's what I love about Dance Moms is, you know, it changes. So literally Saturday night in the car rides on the way home with producers, we all get together. And depending on how far away we were, it would be four or five hour drive. And we literally try that's to figure why out. I was on the bus instead of in the car driving home because they <laughs> so were you working. Could hear everything. We were working. Which yeah. I didn't even care who cared at that point. Yeah. But, so it's so, a lot of trying to figure out, you know, at the last moment, but it's a lot, you know how it is. It's a lot to pull, get the right music and to satisfy you, which is really hard. And Well, it's not, <laughs> it's mean, not, it's not hard to get the right music if you, you use real music. Right, That's but we the can't difference. afford that. Exactly. But there was something, but okay, let's think about but that. Let's There's talk something about charming the music. about that. Yeah, let's talk about, yeah, making something amazing with what you have to work but, with. That's what you're... And I think the kids loved the um, unknown music. Oh, yeah, I but will they, say. Like, I well, feel like, like people that was like part Rachel of the Sage and these wonderful people coming to our rescue and saying, here, you can use my music free of charge. Right. That was great. Yeah. But going, you know. It put you at a, look, it did put you at a disadvantage, I think, at the competitions, because of course you would rather be dancing to know music that the judges know. But I do think the fans and the kids at home yes. love the original Absolutely. music. No, they love to research it and right, sing no, this. But, but and... I, I like, I used to do that in my studio. I mean, I would go for hours and hours and hours and find one piece of music for one kid solo. Like yeah. I, and, yeah. and that back then you had to spend money. I had to buy five CDs and listen to them on the way home from New York, all the way home to find that one song for one kid. You know, I did that. I love finding the right music. Yeah. That that's great. It just put us at a different disadvantage yeah. with like the, and yeah. finding it and the time spent finding it instead of, oh, let's do sing, sing, sing. Let's do hit me with a hot note. Let's do uh, uh, a yeah. candor and ab um, cabaret. Let's do this. It was hard. I mean, I think to find that musical theater type stuff, you know, the lyrical, the contemporary, um, fast dance house music, that was easy. Yeah. But to find a really hot musical theater song was tough. Yeah, it was. And we could have done more of that. And so many weeks, we it would be Wednesday morning and we're still searching for music and they had to start choreographing because they afternoon. sent me stuff tuesday yeah. night and i was like nope or nope she doesn't nope. like it or we don't like the creative or so in that moment I mean, that's when i get really nervous and start sweating is when i have to go into abby and start pitching ideas and what do you think of this and like what do you think of this music and and how was i imitate me <laughs> it depends on your mood sometimes you were great and other times you were just didn't want to hear it and to be fair you were going through a lot uh, especially towards the end. Yeah. You were going through a lot. You mean my so. dog died, my mom died, I was well, going to prison. Yeah, all that. Uh, mm -hmm. You So the, the, having to show up to work when you're going through something like that for anybody, I'm sure would make you pissed off and yeah. not really... You know, well, I showed up for work. It was yeah. showing up for my TV show job that was rough. 
That yeah, because you you worked and then you also worked. Tired. I was. Again, I worked. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was a lot. It's it's you know. It was exhausting when for, you think about it. When you look and back she, and you look at the numbers. And Abby doesn't like to be told what to do. Mm -mm. Nope. And there was a lot of, like you know, Abby, you need to shoot the show and this is what we need this setup. We need you to talk about this. We need you to talk I about think this. a lot of people also think that Abby was the reason for, like, how the pyramid went. It was only because of what Abby had to say. Like, but you know, I'm sure you guys had something to do with how it was the a negotiation every day. We we did that together. We did a lot of that together. Right. But as soon as like one mom would open their mouth to me, I wanted to just rip their kids off that pyramid and throw did. them on the floor. You did. It a was lot of like, times. are you for real, women? Are you for real? You realize that every argument, every fight, every drama that you carry out is lessening the time your kids have to learn this dance. For real, like three years, get it together. Quick, go, boo, go to the jugular, hurry up, make the fight happen, and let's go. Let's get on with but it. That's acting, what I drove me insane. I know, but you're acting like it was fake, though. I mean, it was. No, no, no. Was but I mean, okay. like the pyramid, like, like it, it was. There's something about seeing your child's face down low at the bottom of that pyramid that could yeah. is destructive to a mother. I see that. Yeah. But you've been doing this for three years, so you know it's going to hurt your feelings. You know your kid's going to be upset, but we still have a dance to learn. Yeah. So. I see cut to the chase like come on yeah yeah i was just curious because i i feel like there's always like a like everybody just thinks it was just her no decision. no okay. i was not the executive producer it was not my decision but all the time i lent my your two my, cents my two cents yeah. in because the pyramid to me it was supposed to set up a reward for how they did it last week's competition and if the kid on top won and and they were fabulous then we really couldn't give them a solo again the next week because it got be redundant every single week. Yeah. So, so but, but then you, taking somebody that was at the bottom that was last that sucks but you had to and give giving them a, them a, a solo didn't make sense then for me. I would like to see them work their way up, then get the solo and and knock that person out of the top spot. And that would never happen. And then towards the end, it was just like a joke to me. <laughs> I thought, it, I thought it worked in season eight, and but end of the day, she had to justify it. So she's, okay. she's the one that really had to sell it. So it was a negotiation and what was best for yeah, that week. Yeah, it's like selling a product you don't believe in. Speaking of negotiations, I'm so curious how you your contract was like figured out. Because like, like you <laughs> said, there was no, there was like you did the six weeks and then there was no like in between. There was so, never no. a separate deal for my studio. Yeah. in Pittsburgh and a separate deal for me. It's like okay. the studio just came along with it. And I had a really, I had no attorney at the beginning, Yeah, nothing. Then I had an attorney that one of um, his former coworkers recommended. And I ended up during my bankruptcy having to pay that guy $100,000 to go away, to get rid of him because he wanted a, a commission on the life of my contract. And oh. he was on eight years. You remember that? Yeah. And he was the one that let, let me, allowed his client to sign a contract that had all these other stipulations in it. Like I could only be on another network show once every 13 episodes that we did. So like when I was asked to go on The View, then I was asked to co-host The View. You had to do them in separate years. Well, no, I couldn't have, let's just say, I'm not political, so they wouldn't yeah, have wanted wouldn't, me. Yeah. But let's say they said, hey, we have a position for you on The View, Abby. We want you to be on The View. I would have dumped Dance Moms like 
a heart attack and yeah. been a co-host of the or like we want you to be in um chicago on broadway for three months mm. i couldn't dancing with the stars but you could also you could always ask for permission you know if it if you want, needed to exceed so that was available ask for permission yeah. oh he's full of shit you could have. They wouldn't have let me. I you could don't have think, asked. Oh, I think they would have loved you to be on the You know, you're shows. not. The, yeah. And to clarify for, yeah, for listeners, Brian decision. is not yes. the one that makes that decision. No. So no, let's, no, let's no, clarify. no We're not it's trying to say here that Brian is the yeah. one that said no all the time. Let's, no, let's no, make that clear. He didn't say no all the time, yeah. but he's not the one that could have said yeah. yes. I, I was just curious yes. about that because I know and, that it and, was always And also there's, oh, there was a million things I was asked to do. But now, how is it that you got stuck with eight seasons from signing after doing something for six weeks it was a four-year contract with a four-year option but like why and i think that another... which is good in a way because they probably thought oh she's she's good enough like well, let's just do it no it was just it. it was just verbiage that he missed and shouldn't have done and by the by the way every agreement every reality show is agreement, like and what she got was completely standard of every okay. reality show that exists that's on television now well, so that, it's all very standard. The, I'm just the, so, yeah. some of the stuff is standard, but the stuff about like doing other things or my business, my building, mm. that's not standard. And I, that should have all been in there. Even when I moved to L.A. and I was paying thirty thousand dollars a month, twenty nine thousand dollars a month rent. And I put my own four hundred and twenty grand into building it out. Then the show comes in and they're paying fifteen hundred dollars an episode to use the space. They should have. And and. Remember when we did the flooring and we did the glass and the mirrors that there should have been a special shot on that building, creating that building mm. and the kids running in and Mackenzie diving on the floor saying, thank you. I love the floor. I love the floor with the guys that built the floor like that all should have been trade outs. And it was. And then the network wouldn't edit. They wouldn't thank them at the end. They wouldn't do this. They wouldn't do that. So instead of me paying a third of the bill, I paid the whole bill. I think end of the day, that was bad negotiation are really hard on TV. Well, yeah, really, I mean, really hard, you know, and, and everybody's trying to do their job. But right. I see people yeah. thank at the end. Thank you for the city of Chicago for da 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 or whatever all the yeah. time. They wouldn't thank them. So I got stuck with all of it. And it should have been a third. I should have put one hundred and fifty grand into it instead of four hundred twenty. Right. And that would have been way easier on me. And, you know, it was like my home. All the other moms bought new homes or built yes. new homes. And I. Build out a dance studio for them to use and bring in a cooler full of ice and spill it all over the place. That was your dream home. Yeah. And so, and I loved that school. And then it was just, it, it yeah, the, the invasiveness and coming into my area where I dressed and showered and all that was just not okay. And, and many days, my attorney was in that room sitting there. And he's like, I don't have to do this on any other show with any other client, but I have to come here. I have to drive here and sit here. Oh, so much good stuff happened back there, though. I know I because said it before. It was so TV, good. yeah. No, so, no. We loved it. It was Thank such you good for TV. It. People like, were like, Dah. I mean, it was such good stuff. You slamming the oh, that was down, great. and you're not allowed back here. You know, I mean, it was so good. But the moms good. don't the rule the dance studio, you oh, idiot. It was so good. Abby, it was so good. You're so good. All right. One other thing that we had talked about was the Broadway show. So Dance Moms, the musical, was brought to me by a big-time director, Tony-winning director, producer, and Harvey Firestein was going to write the book. Rosie O'Donnell threw it out there into the universe that she would like to play me, and I took to the network that 
uh, and Christian Chenoweth to play Melissa. I mean, it was just all falling into place. Yeah. And then for me, that was be the ultimate of my life. It would be, right. I mean, to, and to be able to yeah. not use one choreographer, but to use, uh, well, Gianna, of course, but to use Mark Myers and this one and that one and mm -hmm. different choreographers for different numbers used in the show, that's never been done. Never been done. They have assistant choreographers and associate choreographers, and they have um, doctors that come in and doctor up a show, but they've never had like different numbers within a show done by different people. Yeah. Uh, that could have opened doors for many, many people. And I also pitched that the first, like they could have done four episodes on finding the cast, to find the cast yeah. to be the kids in the show. 100%. I mean, that would have been brilliant. Helped, you could have helped. You two both could have done That's the casting. Series. That's it's a, a series. It's a reality series that leads up to the Broadway show. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and all that could have been done. And the network says no. Then I get out of the hospital. I'm shooting season eight. And we're doing a flipping musical theater number for nationals for somebody that's the head of the network's husband who's the Broadway show producer. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We wanted nothing to do with Broadway. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And now all of a sudden... We have these people that are in the Broadway world, and we we didn't use them two years ago. Why? Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what happened with this and your story, but I mean, they just wouldn't give you the rights. You applied for the rights, and A and E wouldn't right. give you the rights. Right. But oh, okay. then you know, with everything they did, like the video game that they failed, and the app that they failed, all all of that stuff that they didn't want to do that they should have done, could have. They would have just had their cut. Like, what's the deal? You know. Yeah. And you can still do your reboot. It wouldn't have mattered yeah, if the show would have run a couple years. I don't know anything about that. Sorry. And the show would have been great because, well, we could have kept casting the kids. That'd you be know? amazing Broadway show. I mean, it's Dance Moms is made for Broadway. The, the gays, Broadway musical. the older I mean, women and kids, kids. families. I, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer that it should have been. I know Rosie said it's not too late. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, that that's a, a huge regret. No, that Rosie. I have. Rosie cannot play you. I will not allow that. Sorry. Not at this. She can't sing. You need a, oh. someone who can like wail. Yeah, that's you true. You need someone who wail. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Can she wail? She, she was Ursula, so I would hope so. Oh, you want a diva? A diva, wails. yes. Well, I saw Six last night. So oh good. Oh, they're good. So, they're good. We saw it together. It was so oh, good. So I saw, good. We saw it in New York. Yeah, yeah. we saw it in New York. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people on RuPaul's Drag Race have done you, like, or you know, over the years, or people thought that they've done you because you know they look like you with the hair and everything like that. So, I don't know. I think maybe like a, in a respectful, not being rude to you, but I think a drag queen could definitely bring that. I'm sure you could agree that a drag queen would definitely oh, bring that energy. If they could wail, yeah. If they could wail, right? Really Jinx. Yeah. Jinx. I don't think she's Abby. Maybe. I don't think she's Abby. I don't know. But, she, so we can find her. Yeah. We'll find a diva. But we spoke about a lot of like top of the pyramid, or excuse me, bottom of the pyramid moments for the whole thing. I, I would love to hear some things that you both loved. Some some more things. We've talked about some good things. Love like, some things like we love. Some top of the pyramid moments for the entire experience, your relationship, the just everything. What 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 is something that you'll always remember? Wait, let me. You think about that. Yeah. I want to interject something in. You came to prison to visit. How many times did you come? Uh, twice, I think. Okay. All right. Uh, one time you went into like a memorial service or somebody for some 
by some guard that committed suicide and got some girl pregnant. I don't know, something. What? Yeah, you happened on in with the crew. Or maybe the news, that was the news. People, like, happened on into some, uh, uh, like, a funeral. Like, a what am I trying to say? A a ceremony for a fallen guard. Yes. me? I mean, we can't. I mean, I don't mind if you want to tell the story about me coming and what what happened. (laughs) I mean, I guess. They said, there's some. There's some guy here to see you. And I said, who is it? And they said, well, it's one of those. I flipped oh, up. Uh, oh, I lost my mind. Uh, I, I was that made me so happy that she actually stood up for me. Well, listen, I mean, there's if there's one thing that people should take away from anything that you hear of, of Dance Moms of Abby, she is such an ally for the LGBTQ yeah. community. Well, yes, absolutely. Like, but I flipped out. I went to the higher ups, the higher ups, oh, the higher ups. So I was happy. like, this person needs fired. Da 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 da. That that I didn't know. It was twenty. 18 like i was like for real but she still refused to see me <laughs> yeah well but i think you had to be on the take what you can get i guess yeah i wasn't yeah. on the list that's right yeah. you're right you're right it was oh, funny yeah. that they even told me you came because oh, right. you weren't on the list the second time i came was um I, with a crew i was supposed and to get out i was at the gates waiting for you to get out of prison which we all I was, thought i was, I was getting out. a special and i was going to do an interview with you um, all the way to the halfway house this is yeah i like where we're going with this yeah yeah let's keep talking about now that doesn't happen because I don't get out. Yeah. When it was planned. Four yeah. months, I was supposed to get out. Then six months, supposed to get out. Now it's eight and a half months. And at four or five in the morning, they come kick my bed, kick me in the head. And this stuff's in the documentary that I shot. Mm. And anyway, I end up at a halfway house. Not the one I was supposed to go to. A completely different one. And I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm out. And now I make one phone call. I'm out. Who was the first person you called? I don't know if it was Nikki or Diana. I think it was Nikki. I'm out. And then she called Diana. And I can have a visitor for three minutes. Really? Every hour. I think that's how it went. And to my recollection. And so Diana would sit in a car outside the halfway house and Nikki. And then they would come in for three minutes and hand me stuff and talk to me and then leave. And then... An hour later, the next one would come for three minutes. It was insane. Run in, hand, run out, run in, run. And then I could have a brand new cell phone. And I didn't know that. Because all, ugh, this is, there's, there's a lot that's in the documentary. But all these people that tell you something, these counselors before you go in are completely wrong. None of them know. They're all full of crap. And uh, so it was all different. But he. I didn't know for a few days you were hiding it from me. Or several, Diana, I think everyone was hiding it. From me, well, we, we thought just, you were in like Long Beach. They just or wanted to send you like on a wild goose yeah. chase around yeah. LA, yeah. trying to find. Funny. Also, she just got out of yeah. prison, so I yeah, think they I wanted, wanted to give camera. her. A, they, well, I wanted yeah. a camera on her. I know you did. You but maybe, maybe there they, were cameras on me. They were in the trees. <laughs> maybe she needed a minute. Maybe she just they were needed in a the minute. Trees yeah. in the branches hanging over, shooting yeah. down on me. <clears throat> yeah. It was insane. So you heard I was out. What's the next thing you hear? Um. I remember um, trying to get in touch with you, and I, I texted you, and I think you ended up responding, but weren't ready to see me okay. at that that point. And then the next thing I know is everything that I'm just seeing in the tabloids. That she had cancer. That's all. No, 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 no. That I'm out. Her being sick and getting into Ubers and going to the hospital and... You know, like in all shorts that, and a t-shirt, all that and craziness, just, and you looked just, terrible. Yeah, it just um, went down. It was like really scary. Yeah, it was really scary. 
And that's what you were seeing. Yeah. That's all I knew. That's how I, that's what everybody was seeing. Because okay. I didn't even know when you had your phone back. I couldn't. I didn't know when to text you. I didn't. I, know. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I would. It all try happened. To find these, these. When did you have tablets? the pain in your in your back at, after you got out? Three April, days. I, yeah. Well, April first was Easter Sunday, and, and I went to mass, and I didn't feel good. And before that, I didn't feel good. And then April second. I was in really a lot of pain. And then April 3rd is when I went to the first doctor. Okay. And then between April 3rd and April 13th, I went to six doctors. So you were seeing all that yeah. in the tabloids. Yeah. And then when did you hear, did you see the news conference that Dr. Malamed was I at the arranged first? That. You, you arranged that. Yeah. Okay. So was that the first you heard or you heard before um, that? I got a call from uh, Diana at that point when she was super upset and I think you were going into emergency surgery. Yeah. And that, that's when it got really scary. Okay. So. Yeah. And what was going through your mind then? Oh, oh no, I was Damn. super scared. She's not going to fulfill that contract. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's got one more season to I'm do. Out of work. No, we can... I'm out of work for another year. No, no, we can talk about that. It was, it felt really traumatic at the point. I was, you know, it was scary and emotional. And I mean, I think you remember, I think Diana probably told you that I finally, you, I think it was the next day after the surgery, you told Diana that I could come for two what? minutes. He can come for two minutes. And I went and sat in the lobby and I went in to see her. And I was very emotional. That was the first like, time you saw her. Tearing since. up and it was, you know, it was hard and to And I was I like blown and... up like a blimp. Yeah, you were. Yeah. You, yeah. Because um, I lost all that weight, 127 pounds. And I started gaining it back when they abruptly took yeah. me off that medication. Then by the time I was out and by the time I had the surgery, they just blew me up with steroids to keep me alive. Yeah. It was and scary. I, I mean, in my head, and I, I don't remember if I had your permission, or maybe I did at that, maybe I did ask, but in my head, because we were supposed to do a special, and I was like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, this special yeah, is we not were. a special anymore, this is a documentary, and so I- It was I started, a special about prison. Right, yeah. Yeah. And um, and I was like, oh, this is a different, this is a real Yeah, and then there was now. a big issue with the contract I signed, yeah. because- It was different. Because right. the, the story now was about prison, and I'm yeah. like, I'm giving you mm -hmm. prison, I'm not giving you this. Right. This yeah. is my story to sell. And then yeah. you guys were like, no, we need it all. And there was a lot of back and forth. But I'm curious, where where talking. does, like, as as a friend, as a person, as a human, as a producer, like, how do you decide, should I film this? Is your is that, that your automatic? That first? is really, that's a great question. Right? I mean, and it's I, really difficult. I, I mean, know. I was, well, because on top of just being emotional and scared, but at the same time, you're like, oh, my God, this is so... Like as a human, it's like, Insane. what am I? I'm really gonna and take my is, phone out? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Ugh. It Ugh. felt really weird, and I knew that I probably shouldn't be doing it. Number one, in the hospital, you're not really supposed to be shooting that stuff. Yeah. And then, like, is Abby really gonna be okay with it? And she and, was out of and, it, and he did. I did. I did. And we had, but we had some really incredible moments. Did we use it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, the moment, the moment that you found out that you were cancer free made the well that was on yeah that was that was with real cameras that, was that, that audition. we actually shot yeah, yeah that was but a lot of the stuff that abby and i did just we spent like eight months in the hospital like you know i would go probably three mm -hmm. or four days a week i wouldn't shoot every time but i would have my cell phone and we would do a lot of interviews or i would get a lot of real stuff that was happening you know but you so were i fell asleep yeah, secretly in a chair in pittsburgh shooting interviews <laughs> But I was wide awake in a hospital bed. Yeah, with cancer. With cancer. With okay. chemo drip. Yeah, chemo yeah. drip. Chemo, drip. You, chemo brain. Chemo yeah. brain. But you were really, you know, you 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 helped her stretch her legs all the time. But I, I wanted to work. 
because it had yeah, been she did. so she was, long. She was better than she'd ever been. Like she was wanting to. Like she yeah. needed that. And it was the first time I ever really heard this, and it's just so dumb to even say this, but I, I had a lot of conversations with Kim about it because Kim had lost a really good friend. Kim from the network had lost a really good friend to cancer, and it was this was like the first time I'd had to really deal with someone that was sick. Mm. And I, for the first time in my life, I felt responsible for someone. I don't know. I'm not yeah, because sure you caused why. that cancer. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to cut it out of me. Okay. And, but there was a part of me that actually really, um, and I would talk to Kim a lot about it. And she was like, Brian, you just have to, the biggest thing is Abby needs hope. Like mm. she needs hope. So every time you talk to her during the day, you know, give her hope about something. And many conversations that we had, you were like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want it to be over. You even said, I want to die. I don't want, you know. And I, so the hope was that, you know, for me saying, let's shoot some stuff. You know, we're going to get you healthy. We, you're going to have another show, you know. And she, I feel like she needed that every day. So I think the shooting for both of us was, was really good. Yeah, but for me personally, it was like, okay, first time in my life that I haven't thought about myself. You know, it felt good thinking about someone else. And oh, good, Brian. I'm glad that almost died. <laughs> did that for you. Oh. But it's true. Yeah. I did. It was like, it was, it was good. It was a good thing. Well, I and needed, we a... I like the creativity and I like to talk about dances and ideas and, you know, you know, not, not me being pregnant, but other ideas, other ideas. But there yes. wasn't some, some insanity of, uh, every time we had to transfer her from the Cedars to rehab was a nightmare well yeah you would this literally woman lift. was out of her mind well and there was but also but also she dr P kidnapped me once and took me to his place and we shot we did the uh pet scan yeah and it was cancer free and that was after the three treatments of chemo why i did 10 i will never forgive any of them because uh, all my bones are brittle well and all that. she yeah. made me break her out of the hospital <sighs> illegally and take her to the movies and load her up into a car, <laughs> load her up into a wheelchair at the movie theater and then get you back to the rehab. But yeah, those days were, those what were movie rough. Was it? Those were rough days. What movie was it? Does anyone remember? You, you went, I didn't go in. You don't remember? I'm just curious. You didn't go into the movie? Mm -mm. Oh, you didn't even go? You I'm were, you were like, I'm not going anywhere no, near this. I was like, <laughs> you so, were already too deep. I was so stressed at that point. Um, I was like, it was in the parking garage that we were in at Century oh, City. I couldn't get they... you out of the car into the wheelchair and your wig was falling off and it was uh, But you were living. You but wanted I to went live. To the you wanted to live. I had know? to That's get out said. of that hospital. Yeah. She goes, I have to live. I yeah. Feel like yeah. I... yeah. You can live or die. And I laying there in between is not living. Not too long ago, I was in the hospital fighting for my life, fighting a very rare form of cancer, Burkitt lymphoma, choking my spinal cord, knocking at death's door, and having to go through 10 very invasive rounds of chemotherapy. I never thought I'd be able to stand on my own two feet again, let alone teach dance. It wasn't until Dancers Against Cancer visited me during my recovery to help in my time of need that I realized their incredible mission. They have created an alliance in the dance community that provides financial support and inspiration to dance educators, choreographers, studio owners, dancers, and their families who have been impacted by cancer. The 
I'm a Dancer Against Cancer campaign was founded in 2012 in response to the loss of a young dancer from cancer. Since then, it has become a beacon of hope in the dance community, uniting dancers all over the nation. Join the fight against cancer and help make a difference with the dance community. For more information on how to get involved and make a one-time or even monthly donation, please visit imadanceragainstcancer.org backslash donate. Again, please get involved and make a difference within the dance community. Visit imadanceragainstcancer.org backslash donate. something you commented on that audition show i had a pink sweatsuit on with a pink and white sequin stripe thing and diana got me ready and it was in beverly hills mm. and it was the audition for oh, season yeah. eight oh yeah yeah, yeah. the final yeah, audition for season eight got in your wheelchair up. you that was your last day in the hospital you got out of the hospital in your wheelchair and you went down la cienega boulevard right in, and they, in your they, wheelchair to the set Right. On your last day of the hospital. Right. And we did the hair and makeup and everything in the yeah. hospital room. That was season eight auditions, the, the final auditions. Right. And, and so part then, of the special too. Yeah. We knew we were going to go back then and do season eight. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think that would happen though from the time you saw me in the hospital? Um, Not in the beginning, but I mean, after a few weeks, that was like, I, I know we can do this. I really do. I, when I heard that, uh, when I heard that um, the chemo was so effective with this type of cancer, um, then I said, think she can do it yeah then we shot season eight yeah okay which was awesome it was great it was underrated i think that the timing just right before covid right before the pandemic you know it was a time where everybody was starting to stream instead of watch and it just it was a very it was a transitional time i feel well i you just know? feel it was a whole new cast network made a huge mistake and didn't pull the plug fast enough if they would have just done season b you mean greenlit Right. Yeah. Right. No, I don't mean pull the plug. I mean, I was like, 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 no, if they would have just greenlit the, the next season, then people would have fallen in love with the kids and there were stories there. But, and then the kids themselves were a little more mature, a little yeah. more savvy. And they, they kind of, but you guys more are about talking kids. like it did bad. It didn't. It no, did no, decent. no, no, no. Um, and you know, people don't realize that you were still going through a lot of medical issues during that entire shoot. Yes. You know, and she stayed in a facility right next to, you know, the, yeah. the dance Where theater. my mother I died. Would, yeah. Yeah. Where it's your mom easy. died. I would yeah. meet you there at 530 in the morning and you're in that bed and we would, you know, you know do the briefings every single, you know, day at 530. Come morning. over at 530 yeah. in the morning and start. I mean, yeah. people don't realize 530 in the morning I was working. Yeah. You know, yeah. and to be back in that studio and to be back there, though, in Pittsburgh, it was it was great. Yeah. I got to see all of Abby. I know, well, every I, bit of her. I remember the the, <laughs> every, the couple weeks. Every, yeah, the, the, oh, right. yeah, the couple weeks that I was there. You know, we would go from the set to oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was nonstop. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's for it was, anybody to come out of a recovery and still be in a recovery and then be working and then be you, doing it. You always worked hard, but I feel like you that worked, was you worked extra hard that uh, season eight. I think yeah, because I think you had a lot to prove. I think I did. I yeah. felt like I had a lot to prove and, and I that I could work, that I could yeah. be a contribution to something bigger than than physical therapy yeah. and that I could that I could do it. You know, I could make it happen. And I like that physical therapy place in Pittsburgh too, where all the Steelers go and stuff and they were good there. 
if yeah. I could, if it was closer, you know. And also, you are proving each and every day that you are that anybody who is in a wheelchair who has any kind of issue can do it. Right. Like there wasn't, I, I there wasn't any. I didn't know any. I just flew all over was, the world. Like I, you, you've been. I, I could never. Yeah. A lot of people. It, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, well, you can't be vain. You have to, you know, and I figure I've been a bra on TV. I've been this. I've been that. I've been everything. I, I can do this. Say a lot of a lot of shit about Abby Lee Miller, but the, the fact that you, I don't know, just as your friend, I'm biased. But yeah, I mean, but, just, but you got to keep going. That's the thing. You live yeah. or you die. And if you're going to live, you can't just mm -hmm. lay in this bed and do nothing. You have to get out and see the world mm -hmm. and go here and go here and do this. Yeah. Can we go back to a question that we never answered? Yeah. We're talking about the good times. The good we times. Don't, we yes, don't talk please. about the good times. Yeah, let's, 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 no, yeah, we let's... never did. We never showed a good time. No, that's we not ate true. ice cream once. I think. Go ahead. The car well, with Kalani was good, you know. But like you, like you said, what good moments do you remember? I personally, I was always in heaven when there was a, a treat for the kids or yeah. something that you got to direct. So like chocolate. The, the, the <laughs> no, like the music videos. So like. The Brooke music video and, you know, Kinsey. I, I know, but it, I'm oh. just saying for me, like, yes, I yes. enjoyed those oh. moments. Well, I, and I, you choreographing the Kinsey music videos. I and loved the, Going the, to Drop Dead Diva with I you. I love the Kinsey video. <laughs> Let's touch on that uh, for a second. It was adorable. It was great. We started the whole tennis shoe with the dress thing. Yeah. I'm taking credit for yeah, that. Good. Kids are still yeah. doing it. They're way too old to be doing it, but they're still doing it. And uh, the choreography, the, the, the dresses... The lighting, the every the place we rented in Pittsburgh, it was outstanding. The whole yeah. thing was outstanding. I I think it has earned over six hundred thousand dollars so far, mm -hmm. and I got my original twenty seven thousand dollar investment back and have not earned another penny. Yeah. yeah, but we're talking about the good times that know, we enjoyed. Some, that we're so proud some of. Things that we're proud of. I'm proud of the video. I'm really right. proud of it. Same thing with Kendall's wear out video. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, I and I get a, I get my cut out of that what else makes you happy though when you think back at the series and moments during the series oh like... just just a lot of the routines a, a lot, lot of, of the routine. routines putting that stuff God, out on so stage many good ones um, putting that out on stage but then you've gotten to do a lot of great stuff like the drop dead diva and the sharknado and like, the sharknado like... is viral by the way <laughs> going to the going to I... the emmys um i took maddie to the tonys uh you know like doing those types of things but i think most of my joy uh, because of the show and the success of the show, I get to go around the world and teach yes. still. And I and I do my thing and I'm my own boss and there's yeah. no producer telling me what to do it. or where to stand or what to wear or anything else. And I get to do my own thing and I, I like that. I like being the EP. I still um, claim that Abby's better when I'm producing her. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know if she agrees with that. But. I, well, a you bit, a little bit. Well, hey. I haven't had a lot of other producers, so uh, I'll have to tell you. Yeah. And I you mean, know. you worked eight years, nine years yeah. Yeah. together. That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. Uh, any of the other shows that you did didn't go that long, right? You didn't have anything no. else going I mean, crazy you know, long. we had Abby's Ultimate that did two seasons, and, you know, which, that it went to Studio Rescue, which explain, should have been Abby's Ultimate. Yeah. Explain. Well, this is what I was told about Abby's Ultimate, is that they couldn't sell it to other countries and this and that because once you know who won it it's like why do you watch it it doesn't repeat as well right so it Dance doesn't repeat repeated well. so well it was a little more ex expensive you know to produce it actually did a decent rating did a good rating yes. actually so they decided let's try something that's not so expensive um and then that 
that's when Studio Rescue. And was I born. didn't want to do that. You knew I didn't want to do that. Show. My mother so had good. just died. I, my mom just died. Yeah. They put. I was oh, on. Right. A, yeah. I left her wake. You're right. At the dinner, they like literally took me by the arm away from family and friends that I was talking to, and put me on a plane. I flew to L.A. and the next morning I was on set. Yeah. Yeah. I hated every minute of it. And and that sounds ungrateful, but I just think I needed time at that point. Well, I, I don't think you've time. ever really had time. No. Based no. Uh, based on just the way things played out just because of the way they played out. Like you didn't have time getting out of prison. You didn't have time recovering from cancer. You didn't have time dealing with your dog dying, your mother dying. That was one of my worst moments when somebody made yeah. me put a fake dog in that but, fake something, a ball or something in the in dog stroller and wheel it and pretend that it was baby. But I think it was that nice was though that she was sick. shared. It was not that, yeah. but it was nice that we got to see your relationship with your yeah, dog. Yeah, and that's yeah, something that yeah. I think is good. You know. Uh, now, before COVID, prior to COVID, we had a meeting, mm -hmm. and you and I, my attorney, you didn't have anybody with you, no. Mm -hmm. Okay, we went into the network, and we had a meeting. Yeah. And I think we're free to tell the world what happened in that meeting. We wanted, I wanted to do Abby's Ultimate again, but a one-off, where we would pick a winner each week. Season nine, season nine B, and season ten A. I didn't want to just do one season and then let's stop for a year and think about what we're gonna do next. I didn't want that. And I wanted to be an EP, whether it be in title or whether it be an actual vested working EP. And that's what I wanted. Uh what did you want? I think the same. I think we were on the same page. We were when we went together. And we went together. We were partners and we, and we went a in lot and on said the creative this... and um everyone seemed like they were on board. It was a great moment and then COVID. We came out, we hugged, we kissed. Yeah, and, we were like took a picture. And we took a picture. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it again. And we were ready to go. Yeah. And that was on March eleventh. Mm. And March thirteenth, the world shut down. Or 20th, something like that, yeah. And we thought it was going to, a week or two, a couple yeah. weeks. And then the network wanted a three-month extension for me. I don't know if you were privy to any of that. So they wanted a three-month extension. Uh, knowing everything that had happened, they had all the footage, mm -hmm. they knew my life history for eight years, for eight seasons. And they wanted a three-month extension. And I said, no, and I said, no, and I said, no. And then my attorney said, just sign it. If you sell another show to somebody else, because I had all these ideas, you had other ideas you wanted to do. I had other ideas I wanted to do. And he said, even if you sell th something to someone else, it's not going to happen in three months. So there's pre-production in this and that. It, don't worry about it. Sign it. And I did. And then before a month and a half into that, three months, they wanted a six-month extension a six month extension and I stupidly said, no, you're tying me down for six more months without saying yes to season 9A, 9B and 10A. I'll sign that contract, but I don't wanna just sit around for six months under your thumb and not work. Mm -hmm. And didn't know COVID was gonna go on for two years. Yeah, Should have taken their money. Yeah. And I said, no, I said, no, I said, no. Then they came back with a three month development deal. And I was like, what does that even mean? Well, you can go into the office or you can stay at home or whatever. You can develop a new show. And I said, no, but then they're going to get it if I develop it there. And they said, no, they 
if they pass on it, you can take it anywhere. So I thought, oh, okay. So then that was what was in the works. Yeah. And then, uh, and then things happened and life happened and it all became null and void. I just didn't want to work with them anymore. They didn't pursue anything else with me. And that was it. And see, when you said something that would be a do-over, I would have went with that season eight situation. Wait, rather than rather than the fight with Kelly. Because I think oh. that, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, I think that, I think, putting it out there, I just think the drinking and everything with her and her marriage and everything, that would have played out into the show way too much. And it would have made her look worse than she looked just smacking me in the head and grabbing my hair. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, it's too bad that we didn't get to do. And I know that everybody in the world has things that COVID yeah. ruined and yeah. destroyed and boat. destroyed lives and people died and your relatives and your family. And I know that. And I stayed healthy through it all. Thank goodness. And uh, it, it changed everybody's life. Some for the better. Some people stayed home and became TikTok stars and are famous now and living in mansions because of the YouTube videos they shot. And other people were out of work and their businesses failed because of COVID. Yeah. Restaurants closed, stores closed, you know, things like that. So we had plans. I just want the world to know that we did have plans 100%. to do yeah. season nine, A and B. And and I wanted 10A. Yeah. I think you did too. That's yeah. what we were. That was kind of the holdout where they right. weren't ready to go for. and uh, Or at least put us under contract and pay us. Even if you don't want to do it, pay our fee. And uh, and we were set to go on. Yeah. So I still want to do work. I'm not finished. Uh, there's a couple routines that we have that we really want the world to see and done in our in the right way. And you and, need older you know, kids to do them. You also shot in Pittsburgh. You have a bunch of footage in Pittsburgh of you teaching kids in your building. Yeah, I have a lot of footage. I I know that you've been auditioning and scouting, if you would call it kids all over the country for a reboot. I personally have been scouting kids, actually auditioning them, working with them, because a kid on video, as we said at the very beginning of this conversation with Dance Moms, you saw videos of the kids, mm -hmm. but that's not always what can happen yeah. in a week, right. in two days, two hours each day. You gotta have a kid that's quick, that can pick up, and that's emotional about it, not just a robot mm -hmm. kid, you know? Some kids have a great brain, they get on stage, they choke. Other kids, not so good in class, not so good picking up, they get on stage and they make it look amazing. Yeah. All those kids are different. So I have a lot of kids in my back pocket from all over the country, uh, actually all over the world, because the next project that I wanna do, I want it to be global. And I want to shoot in Ireland, and I want to shoot it yeah. in London, and I want to shoot. And that's great for streamers. You know, they they like that. There's talent kids, talented kids all over the world, and they're hungry for it, and they want it so bad. And after my little stint in the airport in Germany for five hours, waiting on another visa to get back into the UK <laughs> to shoot dance mums. I know all about what I need to shoot in those other countries. I am that's, like the legalese here. I'm the legalese I, here. I, I th I've said this to you before. But I left I, a like, really hot guy on a bus to do that. Did you? Yes, I did. Shh, can't say that. <laughs> Any names we've said will beep out. Yes, okay, yeah. Just, just, Except um, Kendall and Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I've told you before, but I'm like, I, I feel like, you know, um, 
you're in a moment where you've done whatever it takes to survive. I have. And I, I've told people that over and over, like how much I admire that and what you've done to, you've done whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. And, and you're still killing it. You're traveling the world. People are still showing up. And um, I always wanted you, you know, when we finished. Thank you, Disney I wanted, Plus. Thank I you, wanted Disney you to Plus. Get, right, I wanted you to get back into the, the classroom and to teach. And for a while, you didn't want to do that. And I was like, but that's where you belong, you know? Well, no, I just felt that physically, you know, as you said, kids don't know their terminology. Yeah. Teachers don't use it. The smart ones, so, right? So the, it's, not it's, smart ones. Yeah, yeah, so it's hard to go in, you know, back into a classroom yeah. when you physically can't demonstrate it. And the kids that I have that I trained in Pittsburgh all those years ago that know exactly what I'm thinking, like, they're Gianna's age now. Mm -hmm. They're not going to come demonstrate for me around the world. They're either professional working choreographers and investors in Broadway shows, yeah. or they're in another profession. They're doctors. They're this. They're that. They're Caitlin's a lawyer, you know. Mm -hmm. So they're 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 not ready to demonstrate for me. They're not yep. available. And new young kids that I have that I am training, they can't read my mind. Yeah. Right. You know, so that's but why it's where I was you belong. Little, um, yeah. End of the day. So you don't think I belong on TV at the end of the day? No. I was about to say, yeah, you're going to have, and I predicted it, you're going to have a huge TV comeback. Well, it's going to be we'll huge. See. Mark my words. I may we'll not see. be a part of it, but it's going to happen. You never know. Right? We'll the future. See. The future is still unwritten, right? I mean, but that's another reality show the called The Hills. Still oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Or what oh. was that called? What was that called? Not The Hills. The one before The Hills, with the hot guy on it. I love that the show. The, uh, so, the real world. The unwritten. Oh, it's the song you just oh, said. Unwritten. The the rest is still unwritten. Yeah, that's the song. Abby, no one's gonna listen to this. Are we boring? No, no we're, we're and, not boring. You know, for those of you who are still listening, uh, thank you for being on here this long. I think that Brian coming on has been really fun because this is, you know, a lot of people think of the two of them maybe butting heads. They don't really know all the the, the fun that really did happen. And, you know, it's a difficult situation to be in, you know, being a star of a show and then also being the one in charge of it all and also creating a show where there needs to be drama. I don't, it's tough. It's it's tough. It is tough, but we laughed a lot. Yeah. I, well, laughed, he laughed. I laughed at Abby a lot. He laughs well, I know at me you because laugh at he actually yeah. thinks I'm funny. I, I do. I crack well, you're him hysterical. up. You're, but you I just, can't, yeah. I don't crack everybody up, but sometimes people find me very offensive. He thinks I'm hilarious. So that's good. I'll take it. Well, again, it all comes down to generational times, you know. Yes. Uh, and I, people, you know, a lot is left on the editing room floor that people never get to see. Yeah. And and that's a shame. This is going to wrap up this podcast today. My answer is when I am in New York and that kid comes out of the Broadway stage door, their Broadway show comes out. The, when the kid comes out of the stage door, that's when I'm going to tell them, good job, honey. And I'm going to hug them and I'm going to tell them that I love them and I'm so proud of them. Until then, I'm still the teacher and there's a lot to learn. Thank you so much. Brian. Thanks for having me. Satan. No, I haven't had you yet. Thank you, Satan, <laughs> for being here today. Thank you so much for listening or watching this podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast. Please like it and uh, give us a five-star review. That's like five judges. That's like a win. That's the top of the pyramid. All right. Until next time, this is Abby Lee Miller with Leave It on the Dance Floor. Get up, get up.